Okay. The views expressed on okay. the previous programs are those of the host okay. and guests okay. and callers. Okay. They do not okay. reflect those of the BC okay. Broadcast Group, okay. its staff, advertisers, okay. and agency. The it's Radio's Day, baby. Oh, I don't think it's going to be so... Okay. You're listening okay. to Sports Radio 560 <laughs> oh. WQAM oh, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Really some state of affairs when you pray for just, okay, we'll take it. What's the silence there? There's a silence. Don't you hear that? Oh, you're playing something real it's quiet. It's very low, yeah. Sorry. Wow. Da, 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 da. Sound familiar? What is that? It's, it's the, the Sounds song. Orchestra. The what? The Sounds Orchestra. And cast your bait to the wind. Oh, yeah. Cast your bait to the wind, right? 560 WQAM presents the Neil Rogers Show. To talk to Neil, dial 560 in Dade and Broward. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, don't forget, get all happy day by the Evan Hoffman singers. Ready for a Tuesday. Locked and loaded. I'm going to be working on Monday. George will be on Monday. All the intellectuals will be ready to call him on Monday. Do not represent those of WQAM management, staff, or sponsors. Now, the Neil Rogers Show on 560 WQAM. It's Friday, you bastards. I shaved my balls for my girl Holly. So she'll lick them like a lolly. Maybe next time I'll just wax them. As they grow back, I'll have to scratch them. Let's just play that for four hours. Get the town talking. 1001 at 560 WQM. Happy Friday to you. January 16. Boy, the sun is shining here. It is colder than a witch's earlobe. Man, it is freezing. Woo! Oh, but it was 50s and 60s here, Neil. You should have been talking about how cold it was down here. Yeah. Yeah. Let me hear you cry. Oh, it's 55. I'm I'm sitting in 55 below zero, and they're worried about 55. What a bunch of wusses, man. That's what happens when you get spoiled with the mild weather, right. you know? I love it. Oh, I like it, too. Weather was fine that week I was down there a couple weeks ago. It was beautiful every single day. Well, let's start out with the Trishka Bibble before I get to uh, the usual hostility. You getting a hostile email? I don't believe it. Where is it? Oh, yeah, let me start with the hostile one. Not really hostile. Yeah, it is hostile. Jackie says, greetings. Let me start by saying I love the show, listen daily and half for years. However, I am continually confounded when it comes to some of your behaviors and preferences. Ooh. The fact you don't appreciate a very talented Rachel Maddow, but never fail to shovel praise on the very silly and highly overrated Marine Dowd leaves me befuddled. See, Maureen Dowd's a columnist, and I've always said she's very bad when they have her on as a guest on the air. She comes across bad, very silly and uh, overrated. But her columns are great, in spite of what Jackie says. Whereas Ms. Maddow offers up real analysis, Ms. Dowd seems to think playing with gender stereotypes makes her columns relevant. She is wrong. Ms. Dowd's shallowness is always on display, whether she's feminizing Gore Edwards and Obama or characterizing Hillary uh, as masculine. I don't think it takes Maureen Dowd to characterize Hillary as masculine, no, do you? No. She's got a big one, I'll guarantee you that. Just like that picture. Remember that picture we got yesterday? Yep. You're entitled to your opinion, but what's your rationale? To sum it up, Ms. Maddow is substance over style. Ms. Dowd is a lightweight gossip columnist. 
I will be outlining and detailing your other character flaws in future emails. Just, ki <laughs> ju just kidding, maybe. Oh, okay. <laughs> just kidding, maybe. Regards, JM. <laughs> I should I should frame that. That's I'll be great. outlining and detailing your other character flaws <laughs> in future emails. That's great. Thanks, Jackie, so much. I no, don't like Rachel Maddow. I know people it's use, not to how use a she, notebook. It's not how she looks. I don't care how she looks. Why would an old fag like me care how she looks? I mean, I, I could see if she was hot or even lukewarm. I could see people defending, you know, oh, but she's hot. You know, guys or dykes defending her. But she's not even lukewarm, and her delivery is, just leaves me, uh, she's, I don't know. And she's got all these affectations since she nods her head around. And I, I, I don't know. I don't like her. And, I, and every time I say I don't like her, I get a uh, hostile email. Well, How, you don't like women. You're a you fag. You don't to. like women. Okay. Woman-hating faggot. That's me. Frances McDormand, there's another one. Yesterday it took me a long time to uh, you know, come up with so Think of a woman that you don't hate? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very nice. Very nice. At least I don't hate my wife. Who does? I don't hate my wife. Boy, you sure sure could fool us. Huh? See? Anybody that calls his wife a bitch all the time on the oh, air. Oh, please, who doesn't? Oh. Well, I don't that's out of my league. It's out of my territory. That's right. If you had a wife, you'd call her a bitch too. Probably. Trishka Bibble says, Good morning, Neil God. I'm looking so looking forward to next week and the rebirth of hope in this country. The below email is circulating around the internets. I was hoping you might read it on the air. Thanks for keeping us laughing. Love Trishka Bibble. And the uh, thing that's supposedly circulating around the Internet says, Ladies, in honor of our First Lady, Michelle Obama, Tuesday, January 20th, has been declared Girls with Pearls. Every lady is requested to wear a strand of pearls regardless of the outfit you choose to wear on that day, even if it's your pajamas. Please pass the word to all your friends. Thanks. Thanks from somebody somewhere out there in the etheric. We got the ratings coming any minute, boy. Oh, what a day this is going to be. Get that bonus money ready. Here's the poll result from yesterday. We got 1,001 votes, then I changed it. What accessory do you regularly wear to announce to people your religion, nationality, or ethnicity? 85.5% of this heathen audience say they don't wear any such accessory. 857. They don't wear no tchotchkes. Christian cross necklace, 62. Really good if you have like a little wolf bane around, too. is really great. Star of David necklace, 18. A Muslim headdress, 16. Did they call it headdress? Headdress sounds like something Indians wear, headdress. They're, they're all headdresses, man. They're all dresses? If it dresses your head, it's a headdress. American fag, a flag lapel pin, 16. A high necklace, 9. Yarmulke, 8. Buddha necklace, 7. Saint necklace, 5. And some other lapel pin, like the American Legion or VFW. What are those stodgy things? 3 out of 1,001 votes. Well, there's some people that want to advertise, you know, what their religion is, what their whatever it is, bumper stickers, uh, these tchotchkes we were just talking about. They're advertising it. They're flaunting it. Just like I'm flaunting, like, uh, you know, Brady Quinn is hot. Oh, there he goes with Brady Quinn again. Oh, my God. He's all right. He's no Matt Castle. NASA discovers evidence of possible life on Mars. Oh, my God. How do you like that? Plumes of methane gas detected on Mars could be a sign of geological and biological or biological activity. They're farting up a storm on Mars. Methane gas, possibly the latest indication that life can be sustained on the red planet, according to a study released on Thursday. Wow. The presence of methane implies active geological or possibly even biological processes on Mars, and the amount of methane observed on the red planet is comparable to some active sites on Earth. 
the study published in the journal Science, be finding. Oh, look at that Sunday, all the way up to 22 Fahrenheit here. And what's wrong with that? Nothing. We believe this definitely increases the prospects for finding life on Mars. Principal researcher Michael Muma told the Washington Post, Mama. No other discovery has done as much to increase the chances of finding life. How do you like that? Oh, God, would that be something? Researchers, maybe we could find some new management on Mars. Researchers noted that living systems produce more than 90% of Earth's methane, with the other 10% being geochemical in origin. Researchers said that one primary plume of Martian methane contained an estimated 19,000 metric tons of gas, about as much as is produced at massive hydrocarbon seep at Coal Oil Point in Santa Barbara, California. Whatever that means. The scientists say they've detected seasonal variations of methane emissions over the same locations on Mars, but remain uncertain about the source of the gas. The methane we detected is of unknown age. Its origin could be ancient or perhaps recent, wrote MUMA, of NASA's Goddard Space Flight Center. Both geochemical and biological origins have been explored, but no consensus has been emerged. MUMA and a team of researchers used high-dispersion infrared spectrometers to monitor about 90% of the planet's surface for three Martian years, the equivalent of seven Earth years for their study. Well, how do you like that? Methane gas. They're farting up a storm on Mars. Joyce don't like it, though. I bet you she's pissed off about it. I Let's imagine. send her to Mars and see if she likes it there. Bitch. Oh, and one other little tidbit before those ratings start trickling in. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to be, for us, really, I mean the station, bad. Really, really, really bad. I could be wrong. And it's the fall book. It's the dolphin book. Right. Iodea was the same thing. Oh, it's the Dolphin book, and the same thing here. These people really think that because the Dolphin games are on the radio, which uh, anybody with a brain watches them on television for free, you know, unless you're in the car. And, of course, if you're in the car, who wants to hear Jimmy Syphilis anyway? So is it true that he's getting uh, pushed out or not? Don't we know? I don't know. Oh, and by the way, those of you who are big fans of Fat Chris Whalen and miss him so badly, Josh Cordes came by this morning before the show and reports that he's still putting up the stories and that Fat Chris hasn't shown any inclination to uh, want to put the stories up there. He doesn't even know how to do it yet. I thought all month long he'd been putting them up. Your good friend Chris. Not highly motivated. Yeah. Fat people, believe me, I know from personal experience, fat people are not highly motivated. We're lazy. Lazy. The U.N. yesterday suspended its operation in Gaza after Israeli shells smashed into its compound, setting fire to warehouses of badly needed aid and prompting outrage from U.N. Chief Ban Ki-moon as he arrived in Israel. Israeli tank shells fell inside the U.N. RWA complex in Gaza, injuring three of its employees. We've decided to suspend all our operations. Also, another humanitarian group, Care International, said it too had been forced to suspend all deliveries of food and medical supplies due to heavy bombardment in and around its warehouses and distribution sites in Gaza City. Ban told uh, reporters in Tel Aviv, I've conveyed my strong protest and outrage and demanded a full explanation from the defense minister and foreign minister, he told reporters in Tel Aviv. Ban said Defense Minister Ehud Barak had assured him the incident had been a grave mistake, which was taken very seriously. In other words, oops, oops, oh, more dead people. Oops, all your relief supplies, oops, there they go again. So uh, they're just uh, dying over there. Same old crap. They've been doing it for thousands of years. They practice makes perfect. They just want to kill each other is what they want to do, and they just leave us out of it. That's that's what I've always said about that whole business over there. Leave us out of it. I want to give you an update. I want to give you an update. Yes. Uh, our printer sucks over here in this corner of the building. Oh the numbers, no. The numbers came in, but they're yes. illegible, so they're going to be reprinted on the other oh, side of the building. And they're then, illegible. 
and then uh, you'll get your copy. Oh, I think that's a ruse. I think they're stalling. It's a kangaroos. So they're illegible and they're doing what? Going to reprint them on another printer. No, they're going to make some up. Okay, great. Probably not a bad idea. Make some real good ones up, then we get some bonus money. Oh, we had a 90 share. Oh, oh yeah. Eat your heart out, Jimmy Syphilitic. With all the people who can be of some influence in your daily life, whom did you trust the least? That's uh, Charlie B., pseudo-intellectual. Even the question is just convoluted. 116 votes on this poll. Politician 66, financial expert 17, TV talking heads 14, QAM management, they got my vote, 6. Lawyers, 6. Medical doctors, 4. George Rodriguez, 2. Neil Rogers, 2, out of 116. Four people don't trust us. Well, screw them. Get those numbers cranking, you idiots. Come on. Illegible, my ass. They just don't want to win. And I don't blame Neil Rogers. Good morning, Americans. It's Paul Harvey. Stand by for news. Little Nancy was in the garden filling a hole when her neighbor, Sean, looked over the fence. Interested in what the little girl was up to, he asked, What are you doing, Nancy? My goldfish died, Nancy replied tearfully without even looking up, and I've just buried him. Sean was concerned. That's an awfully big hole for a goldfish, isn't it, Nancy? Nancy patted down the last heap of earth and then replied, That's because he's inside your stupid cat. Now page two. <laughs> Susan and the baby were in the doctor's examining room waiting for Dr. Ed to arrive. When the doctor came in, he examined the baby, checking his weight, and found that it was somewhat below normal. Dr. Ed asked if the baby was breastfed or bottle-fed. Breastfed, replied Susan. Well, strip down to your waist, the doctor asked, and Susan did. Dr. Ed pressed, kneaded, rolled, cupped, and pinched both breasts in a detailed, rigorously thorough examination. Motioning for Susan to get dressed, Dr. Ed said, It's no wonder this baby is underweight. You haven't got any milk. I know, Susan replied. I'm his grandmother, but I'm glad I came. Paul Harvey. <laughs> Good, Good day. day. 1018 at 560 WQM. Uh, let's see. Mario says, Neil, you're going to kick everyone's smelly ass in the ratings. The only ass we're going to kick on this station is our own. Believe me. We've been mm -hmm. doing that for quite a while in the Joe Bell era. Right. Our own and each other's. Here's one says, it's so great to hear you're up there freezing your ass off while I'm down here in the warmth enjoying all the hot Latina ass I can handle. That's a great place for you up there. Actually, come to think of it, you're too close to the border. I'm thinking maybe none of it, none of it would be good for you. I'm sure the Indians up there would build a big casino for you. Well, good. As long as they pay off, as long as they got good machines, man. Here's one from um, Mac. Rachel Maddow sucks. Well, maybe she doesn't, it says. I worked with her. She's bright and well-read, but like chirping crickets on the radio. I almost had a heart attack when I saw her cleaned up for MSNBC. I thought if she ever wore makeup, she'd melt like the Wicked Witch of the West. By the way, Air America just renewed her contract. She has had her show cut to one hour so she can show her puss on MSNBC more often. Well, maybe not, it says. So there's somebody else who was not a big fan and worked with her. How do you like that? I, she, I don't know. I mean, I don't have to watch, and I don't. I watch, like, the first minute mm -hmm. and see if I'm, like, warmed up to her at all, like if she's going to say anything that might captivate me or... I don't know. She's, she's Keith Olbermann light is what she is. And then, yeah. of course, MSNBC and their infinite wisdom, after she's done, then uh, they put Keith Olbermann replay on again. He's on, like, three out of five hours or something like that. Just like... Uh, 
softball with Chris Chris Matthews is on uh, two out of three hours between like five and eight. They they're just they're clueless. MSNBC. They're at a loss. How the numbers come in there, George? Oh yeah, look at that. Nothing. Well, what, what do you mean by that? No one has given me anything yet. Well, how long could it take them to re reprint? Uh, as, as long as it takes. As long as it takes to, like, uh, hey, postpone the uh, you're, inevitable? You're presuming that there is a working printer in the building somewhere here? I mean, this one works over here. Yeah. Oh. So that's the problem. Uh, the... Uh. Wait a minute. Somebody just came in. Clarence? Yep. Is he smiling? Is he frowning? He says, well, I called him by mistake last night. I got a message from him from last week. I thought it was from yesterday. It was the most pleasant conversation we've had in years. About two seconds. Hello and goodbye. What do you want besides like men 2554? What about that plane crash? What yeah, do yeah, I yeah. want what? Besides men 2554, to what do you want? That's it. Okay. That's all we need. That's our demo. That, okay. That's where your that's where your bonus money is coming from. Are we on the first four on the fourth page, fifth page? Well, you want me to look or do you want me to fax no, them? No, go ahead and send them. It's more right. fun that way. We're on the first page. I'm told. We are on the first page. Did we do uh, fairly well? Did we do okay? Machine. What? Dad Gummit, I was over there faxing you the numbers. I'm starting the procedure. We're on the first page you're told. Did he uh, say we did okay or he said he okay. Say. He said better is what he said. Better. We're we're getting there better and you want to know why? No more phone calls. That's why. This is October, November, December. Most of which is Schmidt Kando's damn phone call. I'm your friend. I'm your friend. Anybody who thinks that that's a radio show is a, is an absolute moron. Dumber than W. And that's saying a lot. So they got that uh, plane out of the water yet or what? That pilot did a hell of a job, man. Yes, he did. But we Chesley. don't want to keep... What? Chesley or something his name is. Chesley? Yeah. Now, are you faxing me stuff or what? Yeah. Oh, because I don't hear anything yet. I'm pretty excited about this. Hear this? Oh, there you go. You hear it? It's cooking. It's making those sounds that fax machines and the copiers make. <laughs> Or maybe this is that Spanish interference again. Okay. Let's see what we got. The whole week, Monday through Sunday, 6 a.m. to midnight. Men, 25 to 54. Radio Ritmo. Oh, this is a bad omen for us. Whoa. Radio Ritmo went from fourth to numero uno in men. 6.1 share. They went from a four in the summer to a 6.1. Wow. Can you say spos and schvos? Hot 105 dropped from first to second, 5.6. CMQ FAMA dropped from second to third, 4.9 share. IODAM 3.6 to a 3.8. Not such a big deal. Tied for fourth, Jimmy. Tie. Oh, this is the whole week. Oh. Big, 4.2 to a 3.8. Down. Up. Well, down, down, up in position, they went from fifth to tied for fourth, but their share went from a 4.2 down to a 3.8. And this is before Bubba came on. Well, can you imagine what he's going to do to ancient Paul and old Ron? Wow. EDR is number six, 3.7 share. This is the entire week, the, uh, et cetera. MIB, men in black, went from a 1.9 to a 3.6. That's suspicious to me. Isn't that suspicious to you, mighty suspicious? A little bit. HDR went from tied for 10th to 9th. Power. Stayed with a 3-3. From 10th in the uh, summer to 10th in the fall. They're consistent. That's not their demo anyway. Then the coast. Where the hell is QAM? Look at that. 2.9 to a 3.0. Oh. oh, yeah, baby. We're on the move. Q went up a little bit. Not much. Pretty embarrassing. We're, but we're still 13th in men. 25-54 for the station. 
Where's Waxy? INZ, 2 to a 2-4. Waxy, 3-5 down to a 2-2. They're wearing a 2-2 over there across the street. They went from 9th to 21st. Wow. How the not-so-mighty have fallen. It's a, a bit of a slide. What? I said that's a bit of a slide. Slide? That's like falling off the face of the globe. Wow. I can't wait to see what Sid the Yid did in the morning now that they renewed his deal. If he did a one or a two-something. A one, a two, a one, a two. Here's a 6 to 10 a.m. men, 25 to 54. Radio Ritmo, who obviously got a bunch of wired diaries. Number one with a 7.7 share. What, what do they play, Radio Ritmo? I don't know. Ritmo? Enrique? Celia Cruz? I know that's a rhetorical question. Hey, it's right up your alley, Pally. Hot 105, second. They dropped from first. They still had a 6.9, but Radio Ritmo with all those wired diaries passed them like they were sitting down. Big, number three, from a 6.0 to a 5.7, and that's before Bubba went on the air. Boy, he's going to kick their ass. MIB, men in black, from a 2.3 to a 5.1. What did I tell you about suspicious wired diaries, MIB? Keep your eye on that turkey. Radio Amor, 4.2 down to a 3.7. WSDJ, 2.1 to a 3.4. WIOD, 3.2 to a 3.4 in the morning. Wow, what a big move there, Jimmy. From 8th to tied for 6th. Woo! Heavy, 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 heavy duty. That's Jimmy Syphilitic for you. That's thanks to that one big, I guess it was November, they got a big uh, big month. Mm-hmm. That's what the trend showed. Now, let's see. Mornings, where the hell is our guy? Two, th- oh, jeez. Woo! 3-4 down to a 2-6 from 7th to 13th. And that's, uh, that's Zach again with that Drew Rosenstein and all those stupid guests they keep putting on because they've all got their own live spot. 3-4 down to a 2.6. My God, Joe. That's no joking matter. Waxy, however, not to be outdone. Sid the Kid dropped from a 2. I told you it was going to be a 1-something. A 2.8 tied for 10th to 1.7. 21st from tied for 10th to 21st. Waxy. And wins, INZ, from 1-9. Scare America to 1.4 in the morning. Boy, that's bad. That is real. Can you believe that, Sid the Kid? I believe it. We didn't go up. What is he talking about? I don't know. Well, we went up a position, but the share dropped, and the cum dropped. Cum dropped off the face of the globe. Number one in midday, CMQ FAME, seven share. Down from an eight share, but still number one. No speaky English. If you speak English in this market, you might as well shut the transmitter off. IOD, fourth to second. See, I told you, Rush had this humongous book. The right-wingers got the diaries. Especially in November. I can just imagine the monthly for IOD in November. 6.3. That sure sounds a lot more than the 3.6, Jimmy. Loser. Radio Ritmo, 4.9. HDR from a 3.3 to a 4.2. I wonder how come uh, MIB... Oh, yeah, they went from a 2.1 to a 2.7 in midday. They didn't get as many wired diaries as they did the rest of the day. We went from a 4.0 in the summer to a 3.9 in the fall. From 6th to 5th. Time spent listening went up. Q went down, but time spent listening went up. 3.9 we had. That sure beats a 3.6, Jimmy. And then this is on a station that nobody can hear. How do you like that? Right. Oh, trust me. That'll now, be higher when we get the... Uh... Midday with that tremendous lineup they got over there. Oh, they went from a 3.5 down to a 2.0. Oh. oh, boy. They went from 9th to 21st. I told you, they're, they're, they exist only as a figment of their own imagination. 
They talk a good game, but other than that, they don't, they got nothing. Oh, we're going to kick your ass, Rogers. You'll see. Yeah, Jorge Sedano. And Sid the Kid with a one-something, a one-something share. Boy, I'd get in that car right now, and I'd take the whole family and be on my way back to New York by midnight. God, that's pathetic. I mean, our guy had uh, two six, which is bad enough, but a 1.7 share on what's supposed to be a real station, and I say supposed to be. Look at Radio Ritmo, boy. Talk about Wired Diaries. They went from third in the afternoon to number one, from a 5.0 in the summer to a 7.9. Radio Ritmo. Wow. We better do the break, and then we'll continue with the bad news. Biggest name. It puts the lotion in the basket. Well, I found a baby at the mall. It's going to be a zoo. It's going to be crowded. In fact, you look downright miserable. Have a crowded molly Christmas. Oh, we don't want to play Christmas songs. That was the wrong uh, deck. Why not? I don't want to. How about for next Christmas? Okay. Well, that was the wrong bit. I could play the 2008 year in review, though. It seems Britney Spears leaked. Huh? Maybe. Okay, let's uh, continue with these ratings numbers. Oh, boy. You put us and the guys across the street together, and you still have really embarrassing numbers. That's Sports Talk Radio. Oh, and you know what I haven't looked for yet? Where's uh, all those new Sports Talk stations? Where's That's the right, please. Where's the morning now? Let's see. What's that station Defoe's on, 640? Do we know what the callers are? Is that also WFTL? I don't You've know. You've got ten stations, James Crystal Radio. They're all WFTL. Most stupid thing I ever heard in my life. Well, look at that 2.6 in the morning for us. That's a disgraceful number. And I'm going. See, they they won't get the message. They just refuse to get the message on this radio station. The audience, the sports nerd audience, doesn't want to hear the same sports writers and professional hacks like Drew Rosenhaus over and over and over again, peeing all over their uh, clients. You know, oh, he's the greatest, the running back. Oh God. Let's see. And look at that 1.7 for Sid. Boy, I, I'll tell you, I'd be on a plane out of here now. 1.7 share, my God. I think what Clarence meant is that the, compared to the way the trend was going, it was an improvement, which is true. We probably had a really strong December. No calls. Takes a lot of balls to do a show with no calls. What, what am I looking for? I'm looking for a I station that I don't even know. The, oh, here it is, WFTL, 0.3 in the summer, 0.3 in the fall. That's a oh. 0.3. Tied for last, tied for 32nd with WMBM. Wow. What? No, that's impressive. <laughs> that's MIFO. A little more effort. We MIFO, can do that. you're dead last, MIFO. That's oh, where we're boy, headed. start sending me a bunch of emails again. What? That's the uh, ghost of Christmas future for us. Hey, now, don't be so negative, even though you probably have I'm, a good I'm point. positive. All right, now let's see uh, 3 to 7. Did I do our 3 to 7 yet? It's bad. It is really, really, really... Okay, let's see who's kicking ass. Radio Ritmo again with a whole bunch of wired diaries. Number one with a 7.9 in the afternoon, in the uh, fall. I mean, that's crazy. Anybody out there know what Radio Ritmo plays? Hot 105, 7.5, dropping from first to second, but their share went way up, but they dropped a spot. It went from a 5.5 to a 7.5, but they dropped from first to second. Ain't that strange? Radio Amor is third, 4.8. Waxy... Dropping from a 5.1 from a second to fourth with a 4.5. That's LeBastard. But still kicked our ass big time. Big time. IOD, seventh in the afternoon. 4.3 to a 4.1. INZ, Scare America, they went up 2.3 to a 4.0. They went up to eighth in the afternoon. Wow. What do they got in the afternoon on Scare America? Anybody know? QAM. Oh, boy. Sister Mary Manwich. 
dropping from 17th in the summer on 2-5 to a 2-2. Sister Mary Manwich is wearing a 2-2, tied for 19th. Of course, keep in mind, our number is 10 to 3, and uh, his number is 3 to 7. I think the 2 to 4 hours may have not been... Rock solid. Yeah. Wait till uh, Monday when the hourlies come out. He might he might just crush the numbers that Jerks had, and the numbers that Mo had, the number that even... Ow! When they were doing 2 to 4. He might crush those on the downside. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. WFTL put in a big point two in the afternoon. <laughs> All right. That's a 0.2. Now, wait till you get to the nighttime, 7 to midnight. In other words, they're looking to save money. Why not just shut the damn thing off? Hot 105, number one tonight with an 8.9 share, followed by WEDR. Hot 105 and EDR, you see any similarities there? I guess there's a lot of dark folks listening to the radio at night. CMQFAMA, 6.8. I know, I know, white kids listen to that crap, too. I know. I'm not that out of touch, although I don't want to hear it. Coast, number four at night, 4-7 to a 6-2. Maybe they're playing some old Johnny uh, Dark liners. It's 82 along the coast. That should boost them up there. Radio Mambi, number five at night, up from 15. Boy, this, this is a strange book. Mm-hmm. I mean, MIB, 2-4 to a 2-9. They, uh, they had some help. Now, let's get to the uh, stations we care about. INZ is the only one with a 1.7. 18th, tied for 18th at night. IOD, 1.2, 21st at night. That's with the heat, no less. October, November, December. Shaq. Without Shaq. QAM, from a 1.6 at night to a 1.0. Oh. oh, baby, from tied for 17th to tied for 22nd. But we still beat the guys across the street tonight without the Marlins. Look at the difference. With the, in the summer book with the Marlins, they were fourth with a 4.9 cheer. Without the Marlins in the fall, they had a oh. 0.8. Tied for 26th. We had a 1, and we still beat them. They had a point eight. I wouldn't be telling anybody about it. I wouldn't be bragging about it, and I'm not. How do you like that? A 1 point. Oh. oh, my God. Of course, it's pretty good, considering nobody at all can hear us at night. What? Even inside the building, they can't hear us. Not that they would be listening, but... Weekends. Anybody care about the weekends? Oh, the first page of the weekends. I must have, I must have screwed up here. Yeah, I did. Sorry. Oh, there we go. Take that one. Staple it. EDRFM number one on the weekends. I don't know why we even pay attention to the weekend. Do you listen to the radio on the weekend? If I'm driving around, sure. But Radio Ritmo from 15th to 2nd. Talk about wired diaries. They went from a 2.7 to a 5.7 uh, weekends. Radio Ritmo. Something really stinks with that whole deal. Let me tell you right now. Men in Black, MIB, went from a 1.5 to a 4.5 from tied for 20th to 7th. That's also bogus. Bogus, bogus, bogus. Weekends QM from a 1.6 to a 3.9. That's the Dolphins. Wow. And that's Jimmy Syphilitic. 3.9. Remember when IOD used to have like 10 and 12 shares on the weekend with the Dolphins back uh-huh. in the day? Not us. 3.9. And, of course, this is the whole weekend. So maybe the Dolphins had like a 10 share. I doubt it. We can't break that down. Even when the hourlies come in, we can't break it down. Maybe they can in the... Uh, Pap scan or whatever they call that stupid thing. The Pap scan. IOD on the weekend a 1.2. Where's the guys across the street on the weekend? They went from a 1.5 tied for 20th to a oh. 0.9 tied for 23rd. They seem to be on the decline badly. I mean, we're we're floundering, but they're like vanishing from the from the face of the earth. They're disappearing. Maybe they have waxy buildup in their transmitter. But boy, they should really take special note of that 1.7 share in the morning. Sid with a big mouth and a small number. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. It's Friday, you bastards. Hey, man. Hey, who's this? It's uh, Jeff. Hey, I was in your restaurant, and uh, it smelled like Updog. What is Updog? I don't know. What's up, G? Yo, yo, yo. Get it? No. Okay. Richard speaking. Would you like to place a catering order? Hey, Richard. Yes. I was in your restaurant, my wife and I, and, and she was commenting, as I was, that it smelled like Updog. Like what? Updog. What is up, dog? Nah, what's up with you, G? Get it? Arriba, <laughs> hello? Yeah, hi, uh, Gesundheit. <laughs> hey, I was in your place, and it smelled like up, dog. What's up, dog? Eh, not much. What's up with you, G? Yeah, what's up, dog? What's happening, dog? Yeah, not much, yo. I'm busy. What What you want? Your place smelled like up, dog. Okay, bye. Get it? Yeah, hey, how are you? Good. Hey, I was in your place and it smelled like up dog. What is up dog? I don't know. What's up with you, G? Get it? <laughs> I'm busy. No speaking English. 1045 at 560 WQAM. Well, let's see what we got here on the emails. Jonathan says, I've been heckling South Florida First News hosted by Jimmy Syphilis by bombarding them with instant message emails telling them what right-wing Nazi racists they are. I argue with all their right-wing talking points, armed with the knowledge I absorb from you and the stories on your website. This morning, I emailed Jimmy Syphilis with my opinion of the nine most dangerous living extremists in the world today. I put Jimmy as number three on the list ahead of Bin Laden, Hugo Chavez, Dick Cheney, Hamas, Reverend Wright, and the Somali pirates. By put him behind Ahmadinejad and Fidel. They put my email as their poll question, added me as a choice. I was going on to the alias Greg T., Please have your liberal army go to WYOD.com, click on the Jimmy Syphilis page, and freep the vote. Vote for Jimmy as the most dangerous extremist. Those Nazis over there must be stopped. Thanks, Neil. You're the best, says Jonathan. Thanks, Jonathan. When in doubt, kick him out. So go to WYOD.com if you want and vote for Jimmy Syphilitic on their silly-ass poll. How do you like that? He sends in a ridiculous poll like that, and they put it on there. You think we got poll problems, huh? Yeah. Things must be getting really grim and slim, Jimmy. Slim and grim. Oh, boy, those numbers are like a death knell, especially for the guys across the street. They're done. Stick a fork in them, baby. They're done. And somebody's having a uh, QAM funeral. They're putting a tombstone in front of us. Put another one in front of Dennis Collins, man. It goes with the territory. Everything he touches turns to instant processed death. I'm dying over here. Yeah, another tombstone right side by side with the other one that we planted there years ago. when W. Snooze went off the air. W. Snooze, which that frequency now is, of course... Waxy, the ticket, stick it, stick it, the ticket. They're not doing squat. If they didn't have LeBastard on there, they might as well shut the thing off. What, what's up with Sister Mary Mandich, by the way? I don't know what's the question. Maybe we can get some emails. The question is, why is his, why have his numbers taken such a nosedive? I mean, 2-2? Two, two? Yeah. They got a 4-5 over there. It's more than double well, the audience. They got a 4-5 and we got a 2-2. Two, two. We should I mean, wait to see that? the hourlies, right, before... Uh... Well, how much better can they be, even if uh, the Big O's got a, oh, a zero? A little. What? A little. A little bit. Well, I'm sure that we did a little better than the 392. We did a, maybe a 4-5, four, 4-4, five, four, yeah, four, something like that. I agree. That was my no, cipher. No bonus phone. money. No, none. And you want to know why? <laughs> no, tell me why. Because Radio Ritmo got those wired diaries. Yeah, sure. Otherwise, Let's play they them. Would, they would, no, they wouldn't be there in those top five. And then we could slip up a couple of notches and maybe get turd money. Nevertheless. Nevertheless, we won't. At least we uh, did better in December. We're coming along. We're bouncing back. Smoking crack. 
Faisal says, made a mistake and turned on 790 this morning. I can't believe how desperate he is to get some publicity. He had Ann Coulter on a show, but I didn't listen. They're both like two whores. If I see him in Boca this weekend, I'll throw both of my shoes at him, says Faisal. A little worked up, if you ask me. They're all worked up. Keep trying to tell them. It's only a bunch of radio shows. That's all. Oh, no, you're wrong, Neil. It's like, oh. Yeah. Okay. Our good friend Jeannie says, all the talk of Jewish surnames brings to mind the old Guitar Man classic by way of Alan Sherman, Shake Hands with Uncle Max. That always makes me smile. Can we still play Uncle Max? I don't recall anything questionable in there, but you know. Oh, let's see. I sell a line of jingles, and I travel on the road. And I have a lot of instruments, just like Sally. What a load. Every day, a new routine. Another song and then Early in the morning I mail Neil a bit again But when I get that writer's block The words refuse to flow I take a trip to Hallandale Boy. Where life is really slow I drive into the Publix And I find some parking room and the enters and the crutches turn and holler. Kagamoon. Shake hands with your Uncle Max, my boy, and here's your sister, Cheryl. And you remember Isabel, that's Irving's oldest girl. And you remember the Tishman twins, Gerald and Jerome. We've all come here to greet you and to wish you welcome home. Meet Marowitz, Barrowitz, Handelman, Shandelman, Sperber and Gerber and Steiner and Stone. Moskowitz, Lubowitz, Aronson, Barrons and Priman and Feynman and Freeman and Poe. Swallowitz, Wallowitz, Titlebaum, Levin, Baum, Levin, Levinsky, Levine and Levine. Brumberger, Schlumberger, Minkus and Pinkus and Stein with the E. Einstein with a Y. Now here's your Uncle Sal, my boy, with all the family poop. And here's your cousin Randy with her goddamn chicken soup. Oh. Whenever you're on the road, my boy, come yeah. back and see us soon. For we'll all be here when you come back to wish you Wow. I haven't played that in about a hundred years, have I? Nope. Well, thanks, Jeannie, for inspiring me to play that. But there was a GD in there, but I dumped it. Did you? Yep. A lot of uh, pounding on that yellow button. Well, you know, we can't say this, and we can't do that, and we can't. Well, that's all right. We're kicking ass. So we had a 2-6 in the morning and a 2-2 in the afternoon and a 4-something in midday. And, of course, the big O. Rock solid. Wow, he was just evidently. Let's see. He's on this afternoon, 2-4. to four. He's back. No guilty. Mad Dog, 4-7. to seven. Dolphin tonight, 7 to 8, and then DA, uh, 8 to 11. 11 to 1, it's Greg Don't Like Us. Greg Likens, 11 to 1. Why do we have a show on Friday night? Is that because the uh, football weekend's coming up or whatever? I don't know. You don't know. See, that's the problem not having Tubby anymore. We don't have any connection to the uh, sports world. Other than you. You ought to know. No, not me. I, I don't know. Well, how the hell do I know why we put that on? Let's see. The names I would change if they were mine include, it says Jeannie, Weinrib, Blumenfeld, Rosenbluth, and Slutsky. You don't have to put them all on the poll. No, I don't. But if I had to choose one, I'd be, it would be the latter. I know it's probably pronounced Slutsky, but still. No, I think it's Slutsky. Have a great weekend. You too, Jeannie. Oh, and Faisal sent this in yesterday afternoon, or last night. 
Faisal, who's a new uh, chronic. Goldie and Mandage have all taken shots at Rachel Maddow after your show. Now, why is that, I wonder? What's that all about? Trust me, he says, she's a lot better look at than them, you or George. Well, isn't that great? Isn't that what the uh, criterion is for uh, being on and doing a serious show like her she's supposed to be doing? Whether she's better looking than Mad Dog, you, me, Gildy, etc. Okay, Faisal, thank you so much. I'm amazed that the numbers came out and I don't have any uh, inside stuff here. Maybe they're a little bit slow. Maybe they're like, uh, I don't know. Oh, here's one from Jimmy Syphilis about the numbers. Your numbers are pretty bad as expected. Big mistake getting rid of Hank and Howard David. Surprised that Jim is doing so poorly against Dan from the fake Jimmy Syphilis. Your numbers are pretty bad as expected. Yeah, well, guess what? They're better than yours. Better than yours, Miss Syphilis. And that's on a big IOD book, too. How do you like that? On a big, fat, rush Limbaugh book. Huge. And what did you do? You did squat. With all the people uh, who can be of some influence in your life, daily life, I, I just can't stand the way he worded this poll. Can you? I don't care. Who do you trust the least? 210 votes. Politicians, 114. Financial experts, 30. TV talking heads, 24. Lawyers, 13. QAM management, 12. Medical doctors, 11. George Rodriguez, 3. Neil Rogers, 3. Well, we're even Steven there. Pretty lame email there this morning, Jimmy. Lame ass. How about your number? Let's take a look at your number. Forget about my number. Pretty weak. For years, for 30 years, I've trounced ass in this market, okay? Like, I got something to prove. What's your story? What do you bring to the table besides another bunch of warmed-over right-wing propaganda? You jackass. And by the way, great work on those dolphin broadcasts. Not. You suck. <coughs> Just Bob says, this is effing hilarious. You know, I get so many uh, things from people that say, this is effing hilarious. Most of them are links or attachments, and most of them I never get to see because I'm not going to waste my time with them. I'll take their word for it that it was hilarious. Okay. okay. Vatican says, less gay behavior in the seminaries. Agency praises the ones run by... <laughs> Agency praises ones run by dioceses, but says religious orders are still too lax. <laughs> A Vatican office that evaluated U.S. Roman Catholic seminaries in response to the clergy sex abuse scandal concluded that administrators have been effective in stopping homosexual behavior in the schools, although the agency said the problem still exists. The Congregation for Catholic Education sought a broad review of how the schools screen and educate prospective priests, but gave special attention to teachings on chastity and celibacy. The Vatican also directed evaluators to look for evidence of homosexuality in the schools. I'll tell you what, the, the, the most instant evidence I see in the whole church is when I see guys running around with a dress, that indicates to me yeah. something's not A little not bit kosher. of a tip-off. A little bit of tip You don't off. even need to see the hat that looks like a puff pastry with a little poof on top. In a report U.S. bishops released this week, the Vatican Agency noted past difficulties in the area of morality within seminaries that usually but not exclusively involved homosexual behavior. The evaluator said the appointment of better administrators in diocesan seminaries has ensured that such difficulties have been overcome. Of course, here and there, some case or another of immorality, again, usually homosexual behavior continues to show up, here or there, according to the report. However, in the main, the superiors now deal with these issues promptly and appropriately. They join in. The evaluators had no such praise for schools run by religious orders, which critics consistently condemn as too liberal on celibacy, homosexuality, and church teaching in general. The report said ambiguity vis-a-vis -vis homosexuality persists within institutes run by religious orders. 
The report also cites those schools for failing to fully adhere to Catholic theology. They're not as far bison as they would like them to be. Nearly a third of 40,000-plus U.S. priests are members of religious orders, so they're still doing it. They're still doing want a lollipop, little boy, stuff like that. They're getting their licks. Past studies commissioned by the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops have found that the majority of known victims of abuse by priests in the last 50 years were adolescent boys. In response, some Catholics blame gay clergy for the scandal. Experts on sex offenders argue that gays are no likely more than heterosexuals to molest children. Oh, this goes on and on and on and on. And uh, so does the uh, scandal go on and on. But uh, they're busy with other crap now. You know? Biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. This is the Neil Rogers Show. You, 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 This is your brain. Any questions? S&H green stamps, baby. I sure miss those. 11.03 at 5.60 WQAM. Let's talk about the plane crash for a couple hours. Wanna? Oh, no. geez. There's it Mayor plunged. Bloomberg. He's talking to China. What? It Nos recuerdo vivimos entre eros. Nuestra ciudad le da las gracias a todos los que respondieron a esta emergencia. Oh, my God. His Spanish is about like All mine. right. Non-existent. At least I could read it better than that. My, this is Mayor Bloomberg. Read it to him in uh, Yiddish. Barry Jackass says, according to my so- sources at WQM, they'll be letting DA go, and Orlando is moving back to Knights. Hearing the station is talking to Kevin Rogers, potential role unknown. Dun, 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 dun. Kevin Rogers, bad numbers across the street. Didn't they let him go? Didn't they can him? I don't know. Uh, but I never heard him, so I can't say, oh, boy, he really is great, or he really blows. Uh, I don't know. And what about what's her name? When the hell is she coming already? Didn't hear from her the last two days. What's her name? What's her name? Anita Marks. Anita Marks. So who's going to be? They they just can't fill that two to four thing, man. They just can't figure it out. Since they blew Hank out, Mad Dog has uh, just vanished into the wilderness, and um, two to four is just a lost cause. Nice move, Jolly Joe. Excellent move. Well, we had to blow the uh, humper out. We uh, couldn't afford to pay him all that money. Blah, blah, blah. And you either, fatso. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Here's one from uh, somebody, Thomas and Plantation. He says, Mad Dog Show is so boring. 
It's been the same crap for years. Mad Dog, sports fans, the Dolphins, they're good. Captain, what do you think? Captain Curtis, you're right, Mad Dog, the Finns are good. I'm so sick of his shtick, says Thomas. It's old, it's tiresome, and no one wants to hear Curtis uh, lick his uh, thing every five seconds. While I think like LeBastard and Stugat sound like 12-year-old girls at times, at least they put some effort into doing a funny show, and they don't just talk sports for four hours. God forbid someone talking about something other than how big Chad Bennington's, Pennington's jock is. P.S. We miss Fat Chris. The show is missing something without him. Says Thomas in Plantation. Well, we miss Fat Chris, too. Yeah, but nothing we can do about that. Nothing we can do any more than we can do it about the uh, streaming. I haven't, that's the good news so far today. It's past 11 o'clock. We haven't had one email about the streaming yet, about the spots. And, wah, wah. They'll get them cranked up. You'll see. They'll crank them. Kevin says, greetings, Neil and George. You guys are right as usual about stations and shows that are narrow cast in the long run, and that aspect is finally catching up to manage his ratings because of the LeBastard show on at the same time. Even though the rest of 790's lineup sucks as always, LeBastard, much like your show on QM, is the island apart from sports talk during the day, and hence the numbers are respectful as opposed to the rest of these stations' shows. Oh, the rest of that station, I mean, they got numbers that are like you need the Mount Palomar telescope to read them. I notice we're not getting any emails from them. From the yeah. fake ones and the real ones and whatever else they got going over there. Nice going, Sid. 1.7. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? With a big, big fat mouth and doing one shares? My God. I don't understand why the management doesn't understand this fact, says Kevin. If they can't believe what you guys have said for years about narrow casting, the proof is in the pudding. You and LeBastard are the only radio shows I'll listen to down here. The rest is swill. Love you, Neil and George. Cheers, says Kevin. Cheers, Kevin. I think Mad Dog is, um, I don't want to make an excuse for him, but I think following two hours of dead air, which he has for so long. I mean, we had jerks in there. We had do, 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 that do, 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 one. We had, and now we got rock solid. We'll see when the hourlies come out on Monday. Just how much uh, rock solid is kill, killing us, killing us. <laughs> I notice you're not saying no. What, what do you want me to say? No, well, you wouldn't listen no matter who they put in. That's there. right. Oh, here we go. Phone streaming. Here we go. Paul and McCuse. After more research this week, I ended up at Best Buy. If anyone's in the market for a new phone and they're with AT and T, they should get an LG Insight. It's ninety nine bucks with a two year extension, and it's a Windows phone with Windows Media Player right in it. You don't need to download anything. And by the way, don't forget to send me that stuff. What's that? Earlier you said no Christmas bits. How about Hanukkah? Can you please uh, hear most slapping Geldy around the Hanukkah bush? No. I don't even know what the hell that is. We got a bit where Mo uh, slaps Geldy around the Hanukkah bush? Yeah, sure. Why not? I don't know. Well, if you don't know, who the hell does? So that's it. Pretty quiet on the uh, Neil at NeilRogers.com on those emails. You would have thought there'd be some real, real heavy-duty crap coming in once the numbers came out. Nothing. And that's probably because most of those emails come from across the street. Wouldn't you think? I imagine. Sure. They probably sit around in their spare time tapping out. They probably have a room where they make the calls and where they tap out the uh, emails. I'm your friend. He's probably sitting in there. Him and uh, Moron. Moron Daron. <laughs> oh, I got one from them the other day, which I deleted and uh, deleted again. Yeah. 
We're your friend. We're never going to go away. Uh -huh. We're your friend. Right. We're your friend. Well, guess what? The numbers on this show at least went back up thanks to no calls. Get rid of that crap. Don't let, them, don't let four misfits take over the whole damn show. And all these malcontents. Oh, what happened to your show, Neil? What, yeah. I, you know something? I don't hear any other than the stuff we can't play. I don't see any difference on this show than it was like three years ago and five years ago and eight years ago. Can you explain to me what it is? Nope. I still sound like me, and you still sound like you, and uh, here we are. Oh, and speaking of George, I don't want to be remiss and then have people say, gee, the day before his appearance, you didn't promote it at all. That would be bad. <laughs> and I wouldn't do that. It's all right. No, it's not all right. Ten in the morning, I don't expect anybody to show up anyway. Oh, and, and today starts our, um, and, and I don't really know much about it, our Pick the Pony contest. Yeah. Vanessa is the contestant. Was I supposed to announce that now or later? Sure, why not? We're not using last names. I honestly. think she's already been notified. Oh. So Vanessa, uh, she was picked by Josh, probably because it's a chick's name, you know. I, listen, if they're sending pictures in, then that's exactly the case. Oh, there you go. And then I'll be picking the winner of the second race of Gulfstream at about 140 or thereabouts. Mm -hmm. And she's got a $50 bet on that winner. And if my horse wins, she gets whatever the payoff would be. Right. So in other words, if it's like a $10 horse and she's got $50 to win, she'd get 250 bucks. Now, who's paying that? Is that us or Gulfstream? I presume I think, it's that. I think, that's I think part Flea of the is paying it. Yeah, right out of his pocket. Right. I think Flea's got to pay it. He doesn't know it yet, but... It's Friday, you bastard. Goodbye, Bush administration. I wish you painful urination. You certainly left your mark on American history like a giant brown DVD streak we ought to kick out all your teeth just like Mussolini we'll need some time to recover from eight years of rape by our Christians and MBAs if you're proud to say that you're an MBA, then you're a stupid little you. A-holes like you rake our asses raw without a <laughs> And as for all you smug white Christian Republicans, everything you ever knew is completely wrong. What a relief. To color you come. Oh, bye-bye. Bye-bye, Bushmeister. That thing last night, man, I don't know why I watched it, but it, it was just on. You know, it was on in the middle of Olbermann's show in the beginning. Mm -hmm, yeah. And there it was, 13 minutes of swill, of puke. You love it. God bless this and God bless that and gosh dang this. And... Walt says, forget the Spanish language station for the hotties. Dish Network has a channel going by the name Rye International, R-A-I, Rye, Rye Uno, Rye Due, Rye Grade, Rye Trey. Those are the Italian network channels. Italian language programming. It says, I tune in to attempt to learn some Italian. I gave up and just mute the sound. Holy crap, there are some gorgeous women hosting these inane cooking variety and travelogue shows. Even the Italian MILFs are beyond the norm. MILF? Hello? Hello. What does that mean? I don't know. Say it again. Even the Italian M-I-L-Fs are beyond the norm. Oh, MILFs. What is that? A mother I'd like to... Oh, I see. Well, that's out, of my, that's out of my league. It's out of my territory, being the old faggot that I am. You know? no Mario, problem. who's obviously got some serious mental problems, says, I just finished Googling and searching for on the web, too. For what? 
At the bottom of the first result page, there's a section titled Related Topics. And guess what's the first listed topic? 790 the ticket. Where's WQM third behind the other station in the Sun Sentinel? How is that possible? He just finished Googling and searching for something on the web. You are the reason WQM is still alive, and they treat you like a red-headed stepchild. Next time you're down here, you should take a hot, steamy Joyce on Jolly Joe's and Joyce Bitch's desk. Joyce Bitch don't have a desk. She's over in Naples. Also, a follow-up. Man Coulter left the name-dropping ass clown Sid the Yid hanging. He or she didn't call in. Man Coulter. Congrats on the ratings. Neil Gott is the radio authority, says Mario, who evidently doesn't understand that being number five isn't mm-hmm. something we're all excited about. Right. We're probably going to be number four when probably, the, uh, which is still ten to two comes in on Monday. What? I got plenty of nothing for number four. Right. That's right. What do we get for number four? We get oh boy, some really dastardly numbers in there between the two uh, sports, uh, and then of course the other one, James Crystal with their zero point whatever they had. Defoe, nice number there in the morning, baby. Starting with a oh wow, infinitesimally small, just teeny, teeny, tiny. Even tiny would be embarrassed. But you keep putting on a whole bunch, like Ray Perry would say, if we had a whole bunch more sports talk shows, it would bring a lot more people to sports talk radio. Here's one that says, Happy Friday, Uncle Neil. I'm sorry to say I have nothing to contribute today, but then again, I have no complaints either. And this isn't even that G. Goldbarb idiot. Congratulations on your good numbers and nice book. What, was, what, what good numbers and nice book? I hope that you and George will get huge bonuses because you both deserve tons of money. We get no bonus. You both deserve tons of money, love, good fortune, good burgers, loose machines, man, and whatever else makes you happy. Here's two things I want. One, please get Josh C. in there to say hi. I haven't heard his voice in weeks. I heard it this morning. Right, it was just the this same. morning. Two, please do another Neil deal with Rivals Sports Bar at the Diplomat. My husband and I had a big stack of them, but we used them all up. Rivals is one of our favorite places to go. He likes the sports. I like the view. We both love the Kobe sliders. Yay, Rivals. Have a wonderful weekend. Much love to you and baby George, says Liz. Thanks, Liz. Thanks, Liz. They are great, but we're, you know, that's not up to us either. That's right. We have no control over that. Duff. Duff is the, uh, he's the spotmeister. Just ask Joe Bell. He'll tell you. He's the one sales hole. Him and uh, Steve Sloan. Mm-hmm. They're the only two salespeople involved in this show. The other 11 salespeople, they don't even know we're right. on the air. Although I do believe that's a Barney Miller account, so maybe we could, uh, you know, what prod is? him. Rivals. Oh, it is? Yeah. Here's one from D-Bar. Hi, Neil and George. I listened on the stream. Don't reside anywhere near Florida, so I couldn't see George if I wanted to. What exactly would he be doing? Does he tell jokes? Give a lecture on how to get into radio? Make fart sounds? Yeah, he makes fart sounds. All of these things. Also, Neil, are you a dual citizen or something? What are you doing in Canada? I don't have to be a citizen. What I'm doing is uh, living and enjoying life. Dual citizen, my ass. Oh, here's Rocky again. Oh, God. Rocky, go heat, and a plane crashed, and yada, whatever, all other stupid stuff. Send these emails, get them going. Especially all the fake people. I don't see much from them today. What's that all about? Don't know. Oh, here, here's a couple. Here's one from Ron about Mad Dog. Okay. And ripping Joe Rose. I'm sure these are from across the street. I don't. I don't know how they would have time to be sending emails. If I was them, I, they'd all should be uh, uh, licking uh, their wounds over there. My God, one this and zero point that. and I mean, we get a one at night and they get a point eight. And nobody can even hear this station at night, not within the, like six blocks of the, tr- of the tower. And we still beat them with their sorry ass, whatever the hell they had on tonight. What do they have? Kevin Rogers? Oh, let, let's sign him up. If anybody who had a number that began with a, oh. let's sign him up, like jerks. 
He was a great addition to the staff for about, what, four or five months? How long was he here? I don't know. I didn't count. Too long. Rocky from Miami says, thanks for a great week. Love, love, love. Just wondered if George was going to the Flyers-Panthers game tonight. No, he's <laughs> oh, not. Yeah. Never been too much of a hockey fan, but Neil said that basketball wasn't a real game the other day. I was intrigued about the NHL. I went on the NHL.com site, watched some highlights, and to be totally honest, there were some pretty cool passes and tough plays, no doubt. Yeah, the Leafs blew a 4 nothing lead last night, but they still won 6-4. Nothing could be finer than to beat up Carolina. I would agree the game does deserve more respect down here. He says, I guess in, in Florida it's pretty hard to get locals into a game we can't play at the local park. I'll try to watch more hockey if Neil agrees to watch more heat games. No, I will not. I will not watch any heat games. How do, how do you like that? He'll try to do this if, if I do that. Like my life hinges on uh, whether he's going to screw you, Rocky. Hey, a plane crashed. Go heat. Yeah, I, I see. I see the connection between those two things that I'm dealing with a real moron. Oh, but I said nice things about you guys. We don't care. Larry says, emailer was right earlier one. Curtis kisses Jim's ass no matter what he talks about. I shut him off months ago when he started to give his right-wing opinions. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. If it doesn't work for Jimmy Syphilis, it won't work for the Mad Dog. I don't think people turn on jocks to hear their political uh, expertise. Do you? I could be wrong. I wouldn't know. No. No, they turn them on to hear, give me the ball, give me the ball, give me the ball. I wouldn't know why. Ron says, I agree with Thomas about Mandich. While I listen off at work, he just doesn't have enough material to fill the time. Don't be talking about him. I'm not going to have, I mean, I'm going to reread the ratings is what I'm going to do from noon to two. Every station, every number, every every category. Hume, time spent listening. Last couple of days, he's been talking about the best bars in the area and the football season just ended. He repeats himself from year to year. Same line each year about going to whatever golf tournament that he goes to each year. I've mentioned before that Joe Rose sucks, okay? He sounds like that guy on TV with a beard who advertises all kinds of crap as loud as possible. He gets more annoying with time. I'd much rather listen to Gildy than either Joe or Jim, and the Hebrew is unlistenable. The Hebrew? Huh? Who's the Hebrew? I give up. The Hebrew? Is that the big... Oh! I didn't know that he was a Hebrew. He might be. Orlando Alzacuri, no, he is not a Hebrew. I don't know who he's talking about. Hank was the only professional sports nerd that's ever been in this market. I predict that the numbers will continue to drop over time since there isn't anyone worth going out of your way to listen to, says Ron. That's Ron's expert opinion. Thanks, Ron. Chef Sparky says, just to weigh in on Mad Dog Neil, I'm a huge fan of his show over the years, but I do admit it's gotten pretty stale of late. For one thing, I'm not sure by his choice, he now has to do interviews, including Ira Windbag and Warren Sapp. Oh, Ira Windbag. Oh, no. This radio station and that clearance man, Ira Windbag. What did I tell you? He's a killer. Killer. Mad Dog always used to say interviews are boring, and he's right. A person as well-rounded and experienced in businesses from broadcasting to restaurants, from NFL player to accomplished fisherman, should have the green light to talk about whatever the hell he wants. And not these boring-ass guests... Ira Windbag and Warren the Sap. Oh, my God. I forgot all about Ira Windbag. I was trying to. I was trying to block it out. Look, what's her name that I couldn't remember yesterday? What's her name? Anita Marks? actress. Sigourney Weaver? Sigourney Weaver. Now, why do I have a, a brain block on that? I love Sigourney I don't know. Weaver. And it's I love just... Frances McDormand, too. Sure. There's two. And I love Barbara Jordan, too. She was, oh, well, she was a dyke. Yeah, but that was, we didn't know till after she croaked. She should have been the president. Big black lady, Barbara Jordan. Remember her in the Congress? Sure. 
You do? Yeah. From Texas? Mm-hmm. Big old dyke from Texas. Uh, who's this from? Oh, Edwin. Crazy Edwin. Damn, Neil, today's poll sucks. I don't even trust myself anymore. I'm not voting today. But I love you and little George, and you make this damn day go by a little easier. Jimmy Syphilis blows, and I have no idea how these jocks get all these gigs and have no talent whatsoever. We got great broadcasters like Steve Geldstein working part-time. He went to Syracuse, the real broadcast school. Yeah, that's why he sounds like that. And Hank, he was the only talent besides you. I can't understand why they let him go. Was it money? Was it money? Damn jolly Joe, I can't stand you, love Edwin. Was it money? That's all they know about is money. Cut this and cut that and cut the crap and cut, 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 cut. That's all they know. Like the numbers. Cut, 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 cut the rates. Cut, cut, cut. Anybody want to buy a spot? Dollar a holler. Biggest names. The best talent. Go for a nickel. Sports Radio 560 QAM. It's Friday, you bastards. Uh, How may I be helping you today? A. Would you please be having a blue slurpee? G. We are having a sale on cameras. R-A-G-G. We have heard about many flavors. Rag. I'm afraid that is not feasible. Oh. R-A-G-G-A-G-A-D-A. Okay, I'll tell you everything. E. My skin may be brown, but inside I'm pink. Yes, it's true, we put our women in bags. It is only because they smell so bad. And you can blame a group reactions of a group, but we don't all drink our wee-wee. It smells like our poop. Ragheads. Let's start making fun of me. Ragheads. I shave off my beard and make my face clean. Ragheads. Ragheads. If you excuse me, now, I'm ready to see. Ragheads. Thirty-one at five sixty WQAM. I still can't get over how bad they done over there in the morning. Said the kid, one point seven. I'm sure you'll get over it. Who will? You. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm just crushed. Ron says I listen all the time. I'm not across the street. I'm listening to the streaming with the same ads over and over. See, I knew we couldn't get through the whole four hours without somebody uh, bellyaching about we? that. How could we possibly? We have nothing to do with it. We don't want to hear about it. We don't want to know from it. We have no control over it. And it doesn't affect my life or George's life or affect Chris's life or anybody's life. Juan says, Kevin Rogers, nerdy-looking, frail, boring, and unlistenable, just like the two local sports hall stations. He's also a member of the Miami Jewish Sports Hall Conspiracy. What is that? I don't know that. Miami Jewish Sports Hall Conspiracy? I thought all the Jews got blown out. Did he, Kay and Hank? Yeah. Who are the other ones? You keep remembering that, uh, you know, our department is run by one. And he's the one that blew all those people out. Clarence? Yes. Self-hating uh, Yid? Is that what you're is saying? Is that what it is? I don't know what his story is. I told you I talked to him for two seconds yesterday. It was mm. two seconds. Because I, I, there was still a message on my uh, voicemail that I had failed to erase. And I didn't realize it was from last week when he was giving a sound and answer about that meeting that we can't talk about that didn't happen. That's right. But, um, so I called him and, uh, oh... Last week's message, okay, see ya. It was short and sweet and funny, and that was it. Two seconds. Fake Larry King says, Mandy's is great on the games, but needs to be teamed with someone in the afternoon. Dumbbell should put on Defoe or Joe Z with him. Hank is missed. Defoe or Joe Z. Like, number one, they're going to pay somebody else to be on there, which they're not. And number two, what a couple of choices that is. Mifo and Joe Z? Oh, my God, Joe Z. 
could drive a Mexican jumping bean into a coma for a million years. Good God, Larry. Well, Larry knows his crap, that's obvious. Got a couple of dead people. Just a couple? I never heard of either one of them. British lawyer and writer John Mortimer. Nope. I wonder if he's kin to Mortimer Snurd, creator of the curmudgeonly criminal lawyer Rumpole of the, uh... What? What, what? We can't say that. Rumpole. Oh, rump, Rumpole. Not Rumpole. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Of uh, something of the comic <laughs> Bailey. Died Friday, he was 85. This is chopped off really bad. Horace Rumpole. Mortimer's family said he died early in the morning at his home in Chiltern Hills, northwest of London. They didn't disclose the cause of death. In the Chiltern Hills... Mortar combined a career as a lawyer with a large literary output, included dozens of screen and stage plays and radio dramas. His most famous creation was Horace Rumpole, a cigar-smoking, wine-loving barrister who appeared in a TV series and a string of novels and stories. Never heard of Horace Rumpole, never heard of uh, John Mortimer. I did hear of Mortimer Snurd, though. Charlie McCarthy and Mortimer Snurd. Edgar Bergen, the worst ventriloquist in history. I mean, he never even made an attempt to hide his lips moving, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He was great on radio, but then on TV, he kind of like missed a little something. He was Polly Bergen's daddy, by the way. Right. You like Polly Bergen? Sure, why not? She's always smearing some kind of cream on Polly Bergen. She's always, she's around. She's got to be 100 years old by now. Is she still alive, Polly Bergen? I don't know. I know Edgar Bergen's not. He's long since dead. Him and Ed Wynn. And Keenan Wynn. Didn't he also die, Keenan Wynn? Oh, yeah. What do you mean, oh, yeah? Hang on, I'm reading. You're reading what? You're Googling I think he's it? still alive. And by the way, if you Google Neil Rogers, it doesn't say a damn thing about 790, so I don't know what that goofball was talking about. Keenan Wynn is still alive? No, Polly Bergen. Oh, she's still alive. Of course she's still alive. If she would have died, there would be riots in the streets. There would? I don't know. She was pretty, I know that. Yeah. She was real pretty. You didn't think she was pretty? I don't know. They just got all these old pictures of her now. Oh, my God. Nobody wants to see her now. All these famous celebrities that used to be really hot looking, after they start, like, uh, going south, uh, just put them away in a broom closet somewhere. And don't ever let us see them again. There's nothing more disappointing. And I guess they think it's really neat, you know, that those of us who grew up, like, in the 50s and 60s, that we see all those people that were on TV back then, like Tony Dow. Oh, my God. I don't want to see those people. They look like death. You know what they look like? Death? Old. And you want to know why? They're old? Yes. Oh. See, it didn't take a whole lot of perspicacity on your part to figure that out. They're old. Like a Burt Ward. Jesus, God Almighty. Can you imagine him coming on there with those green tights now? Holy cow. Artist Andrew Wyeth, who portrayed the hidden melancholy of the people and landscapes of Pennsylvania's Brandywine Valley in coastal Maine and works such as Christina's World died early today. He was 91. Definitely old enough. He died in his sleep. That's the way you want to do it. At his home in the Philadelphia suburb of Chad's Ford, according to Hillary Holland, a spokeswoman for the Brandywine River Museum. I wonder whatever happened to Brandywine Racetrack other than it's long gone. I wonder if Eddie Davis misses Brandywine Racetrack, do you think? Who? Let's do a harness talk today. Talk about Eddie Cobb and Coronama. 
I sure do love corn on the cob. Now, you, you don't find too many restaurants that serve sides like that. Do they do that at Boston Market still or not? We were talking about that great macaroni and cheese, which you're right. It's really great. That's a good question. I'm not sure. I think they do. I want to say they do. Once upon a time, there used to be a Boston Market right there by me on Sunrise Boulevard, and then it became like a bedding mm-hmm. store, and it became a million other things. And they just can't. Nobody can make it go over in that place. You know where I'm talking about on Sunrise? No. Like just east of uh, Flamingo? No. Or just west of Flamingo? Wherever the hell it is. I don't know. Just west. The world has lost one of the greatest artists of all time, George Weymouth, a friend of Wyatt's, who's chairman of the board of the Brandywine Conservancy, said in a statement, Brandywine, never, never was there. It's one of the few harness tracks that I can actually say I was never there. I've been to just about all of them, man. I've even been to um, Sacramento, California. What the hell is that one? I don't know. Well, you know what it is. No, Steve Warrington used to drive there. Oh, that? Oh, no, I don't know. And then that blonde guy. Couldn't drive his finger up his ass. And Rick Keebler from the Keebler Elves used to drive there, too. Sacramento. Somebody will know. I'll tell you one thing. If I get any harness racing information, I know it'll be from Dan from Maryland, who pretends to be gone, but he's he's probably a whole bunch of other people now. Robert Smith, senior Saudi cleric, okays girls to marry. All right. He was quoted Wednesday as saying it's permissible for 10-year-old girls to marry... And those who think they're too young are doing the girls an injustice. Oh, yeah, that's those uh, ragheads for you. They multiply like rabbits. Candace Bergen was Edgar's daughter, not Polly Bergen. Sorry, says Walt. Sorry, Walt, my mistake. Candace Bergen. He didn't spell it right, but nevertheless. You made a mistake too, Walt. Now we're even. Peter says, I know today you are talking numbers. The only number that really matters today is... Four more days until Bush is gone. Thanks, Pete, from Boca. You're absolutely right. I was thinking the only number that counts is the number on my paycheck twice a month. Read it and weep, you old fag, you. Read it and weep. I do. That was quite a culture shock on the 10th. 25th, I wasn't going to be so bad. Still got a little bit of talent money from uh, December, from the old deal. Yeah. And then that's going to go away. And then the sales department's going to really put their nose to the grindstone and really go out there and sell... (laughs) And for, first of all, they're going to, like, uh, tell them what time the show is on. That will be a good start. Biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. It's Fatwa Friday, you bastards. Some pervert unzipped his fly to get serviced by a guy standing in the bathroom stall. He'll stick his junk right through the wall. Glory hole, where no one knows your name. Why would someone do this deed to evacuate their seed? Guys face to face instead of such a stinky place. Glory hole, when no one knows your name. The hole that has no name. Eleven forty six. 
14 till noon at 560 WQM. The uh, ratings killer, rock solid, is coming along at 2. Uh, who knows when the hourlies yeah, come out. very then, presumptuous. Then we'll that's right. Don't be presumptuous. Maybe he had a gigantic number in there between two and four. Maybe we and the Mad Dog bit the big bone. D-Bar says Candace Bergen is still working. Her show, Boston Legal, just ended its run several weeks back. She's still hot. There you go, George. She's still hot. Okay. Greg says Cal Poly, Cat Manzi Rules. No, the name of the track out there in Sacramento was Golden Bear. At least it was back, back in the day when I was there, Golden Bear. Rick Keebler and the Keebler Elves. And that blonde guy who couldn't drive his finger up his nose, and uh, a bunch of other people. Catmanzi rules. The Catman. You know the Catman? Who? The Catman. Catello Manzi. You better get your harness racing stuff in oh, order. Oh, sorry. I need to what? take a seminar. You better get with it. Let me turn to the racing. Well, let's warm it up because at uh, 140 we got our pick the pony thing for Vanessa. Yep. Oh, here's this goofball from. Um, Fairgrounds. So the air will be with you until the end of March, racing here at Fairgrounds Racecourse and Slots. Race number five. Oh. This guy who announces the races with a quaggle. Number three. Me, 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 me. He's got a, he's got a nasal. Uh, let me turn him off right away. Now, by the way, if anybody's got any tips for me on the second race at Gulfstream today before I officially make my pick. See, I don't know about you because I don't know much of anything about it because they don't tell us anything. Yeah. But, I mean, the idea that he asked me who I picked already, I mean, is that frozen and written in stone? Is it engraved in uh, embossed in, in gold or what? I don't know. In other words, I can't reserve the right to change my mind. Well, anybody that's got a tip on the second race of Gulfstream today, send it in. It's only a six-horse race. I want to make Vanessa happy. Let's let's And, of course, we bet 50 bucks to win on a horse, and if it doesn't win, she gets our best wishes. That's right. She gets a date with Josh Cordes. No, no, don't start uh, pimping for him for crying out loud. <laughs> well, we don't know what one. she looks like. Lisa says, good morning, happy Friday. Boston Market makes frozen sides and dinners, and one of them is their mac and cheese. I happen to have it for lunch today. Yummy. Yeah, you're right. Haven't had it in years, but it's really good. Their meatloaf and their mac and cheese. Those are the two primo things they got. But the best mac and cheese is from Lucille's in Weston, says Lisa. When you come visit and eat some comfort food, go there. You will not be disappointed. I just want you to know there's a lot of horrible things happening in the world that piss me off. It's so nice to have uh, you around lightening up the mood. That's right. A little chuckle now and then. We're not going to sit here and dwell on, you know. I think part of the thing is that we got all politically oriented there. Uh, and the, the primaries were like hell with Hillary and uh, Barack. And then the election with Barack and McCain and the whole deal and Sarah. And now that that's it's all over. Four more days of Bush, and he's gone. And now Barack's going to inherit all these problems. And good luck to him. Good luck to him. Here's a real good email about uh, the ratings <clears throat> from Michael. He says, what's all the commotion about? I love when you broadcast the numbers. One set of numbers that you fail to mention is your time spent listening and the turnover numbers. We don't, we don't get the turnover numbers. I bet that not only does the audience listen longer, but they probably change the dial less. Yes, I sold spots for a while, says Michael. How do you like that? He got out of radio. Congratulations, Mike. Your show is one of the only listenable shows on the air. I spend half my day on the road and make it a point to listen to you as often as I can. Thank God for people like Michael who haven't abandoned the ship. I, for one, really love the Mickey bits, but find your show entertaining. I admit I listened to that Dan LeBastard as well. His time slot is the only real entertainment-style show on at that time. One thing that Jolly Joe is missing is the fact that we as an audience are looking to be entertained as well as to be informed. 
As for why your audience is smaller, radio salespeople spend every day telling potential advertisers to advertise uh, for more business. WQM fails to mass market the station, so how do new potential listeners find out about you? They don't. They don't. More people listening equals bigger numbers, which equals higher rates for spots. I know this is common sense in the uh, world of radio, but when was the last time you saw WQM billboard or ads in the paper, etc.? Doesn't Jolly Joe understand trade? Trade? When in doubt, trade it out. And then, of course, Cheap Channel owns all the billboards. Good luck to you. Stay on the air. It probably pisses Jolly Joe off. How about a Mickey bit, says Mike. Eisner. I think we got a Mickey bit on this. Uh, oh, yeah. It's a Christmas Eisner. one. No, not that. It's a Christmas one. It's long, too. That's a happy day at Mickey Mouse's. That was a Goofy up. speaking. Happy holidays, Goofy. And to you, too, sir. It's Robert Iger, president and CEO of the Walt Disney Company. I recognize your voice. Please hold. Go. Happy holidays, Mr. Uh, Mouse. Uh, sir? I just wanted to thank you for the beautiful Christmas gift. Uh-huh. I mean, this Rolex is amazing. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, that's how I roll. Thank you so much, sir. It's just, it's way too much. All right. Well, what, what, what else? No, that's all. I just want to... Oh, all right. Let me get back to work here. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Mm. Did you get my gift? Uh... Sir? Yeah, I wasn't going to bring it up. Can we just not bring it up? Sir, I don't understand. Uh to talk about it. I thank you, and let's leave it at that, all right? Wait, wait, but you, you did get the gift, though, right? I'm not happy. You're not happy, sir? I'm not happy. Why aren't you happy, sir? I got a caramel cake. Right. What happened to the lemon cake? Well, well sir, we... They used to send lemon cake, and everybody loved it. Well, yes, sir, but... Now we got caramel. Right. Not the same. It's, it's, it's caramel, sir. It's not the same. Caramel cake is not lemon cake. But, sir, Willow and I thought we'd just mix it up this year. Willow should stay on the cake decision. You get the feedback. You hear the people. They like the lemon cake. What do you do? Send a caramel cake. S sir, have you, have you tried it yet? I haven't tried it. I'm too mad to open it. Well, so, sir, I, 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 I don't know. I can't do it. Hey, as long as I got you on the phone, yeah. Iger. Uh, Iger, sir. Wally, I see, got nominated for a Golden Globe. Isn't that fantastic? What an amazing film. Jeez, I hated that. I didn't get it. What, what sir? No dialogue. Right. The whole thing is yips and yelps for like the first 30 minutes. Yeah, but critics loved it, sir, and it made shoot. Oh, here's the other thing. Yeah? I see the pushing daisies is still on. Well, of course, sir, yeah. I thought when I was chained to that hooker in Honduras, I told you to cancel it. Well, sir, I put the order in right away, but we just have to burn the episodes. God, I wish you'd burn them in a bell and put the caramel cake in with it. You're killing me. I apologize, sir. We'll try to get that off. Oh, nice job the Leno thing, too. Uh, sir? How'd you screw that up? I thought we were going to get that big fat chin to do our 1130 slot. Well, sir, it seemed he made a deal with NBC to You know we're still running Nightline? Nightline? Yeah, of course, sir. Who's hosting that? Who's hosting Nightline? It's, it's, it's Martin. I don't even recognize this guy. Looks like somebody I bought a hot dog from at a vending cart. No, no, sir. That's Martin Bashir. He's terrible. Oh. Nobody watches us at 1130. That's why I thought we were... You know what? Never mind. The whole car cake thing has spun my holidays upside down. Uh -oh. I can't depend on anything. Uh, you uh, think you're going to get something and you get something else. Uh, I'm, I'm, so, I'm sorry, sir. I mean, wh what were you thinking? Uh, 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 Lemon's better than caramel. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Send the Rolex back. There you go. No extra charge. 1154.
I, I wasn't even listening to it. Was it a Christmassy thing or what? I wasn't listening to it either. Because it says um, Disney CEO calls Mickey Christmas. I don't know. I don't know, and I don't care because those, I, I, you know, if you people like them, I'm happy. I'll play them all you want. In fact, let's play all of them. Today. Yeah, they're nice and long. Well, we don't have all of them. We got a half hour's worth at least. We do. Oh yeah. Okay. At least. Now that email that we had before. Which one? Which one was it? I, I lost my train of thought when you started with the uh, Mickey stuff again. Oh, when I, <laughs> yeah, you know me. I lost my train of thought. That's what happens when you get old and senile. Sure. You get old timer's disease. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, geez, what am I doing here in this chair in my underwear? Although I, won't, I, I actually got my walking shorts on. You're, Not oh, sure you're, why. Your what? walking shorts? Yeah. Are those like outdoor shorts? Well, I mean, like, yeah, shorts. Or for walking around the house shorts. I don't know. That's right, walking around the house shorts. I see. I just don't feel comfortable walking around like in my boxer shorts in case somebody knocks on the door or, you know, whatever. Why not? You never know. Yeah, I know. Do you? The The, Trust the me. door polisher might be, you know, the knob polisher might be coming by. No, that's on Monday. Oh, I see. They polish my knob on Monday. I had no idea. Never on a Friday. Wax? Does he use wax? Waxy buildup. No, it was about one of the earlier emails. There was an excellent point, and it, it led to another point, and it just... I'm going to have to go on there and see if I deleted it. I sure hope not. See, if you'd prevent me from deleting all those earlier emails. <laughs> no, you don't understand. I mean, I, I really don't... You say it doesn't take up more space. No. You, I, I, do you know how many emails I would have in that box? It doesn't if never matter. Them? It what? It doesn't matter how many there are in there. They're just there. Okay. And, and if you delete you. them, don't double delete them. You can always go to the trash. And, you know, uh, when you close the program, then they'll be deleted. So at least they'll be there for the course of the day of the show. Oh, but I didn't delete them all. I so see. during the break, okay. what I'm going to have to do is go through the whole bunch of them. Oh, here it is. It had nothing to do with that. And? Yes? That Who's Johnny V? Greg, uh, who said the, about Catman, Catmanzy. Johnny V? I don't even know who the hell that is. Never heard of Johnny V. That and most email uh, programs have search features in there, so you can always search. No matter how many emails you have, you can always search for a particular one based on uh, you know what you're looking for, like a word or all the poll emails. You can just search for poll, and all the poll emails will come up, for example. Well, they're all gone. Here's one from Jerry. I listen to Hot 105 in the morning, tune to you at 10, but every now and then I listen to Sid. Why is he is always saying he's kicking Rose's ass? He's not. Because he lies a lot. He never, he didn't do it before, and he's not doing it now. Joe didn't have a good book. He had a two six, but Sid had a one point seven, a dastardly, disastrous number. One point seven. This is Mark Morgan. It's the twelve to one hour on QAM. Now, my favorite one I call Gary. 
60 WQM. Happy Friday to you. I won't be here Monday. George will be here. So all you intellectuals, all you great callers, get ready That's for right. Monday. Freaking holiday. Might as well. You're going to be taking wax. calls up the ass. Oh yeah. Me. That's where I'm be taking. Right. That's where George is sticking the phone. Mm-hmm. Now here's one from Avi who says, "Hey Neil, I love the show and listen quite often. Oh, and by the way, the people that are, I didn't understand what that guy was talking about before because he started with Cat Manzi, then he said Johnny V. John Velasquez, who's certainly the best jockey in the second race today at Gulfstream, and the people, him and uh, somebody else says. Uh, they both tell me the, they both picked the horse that I picked, which you heard what I told you before the show started, right? So you can mm-hmm. you can verify it, right? Should I say it now or not? Uh, I don't know why. Well, not. when I get to their emails, I'll okay. say it. Hi, Neil. Love the show. Listen quite often. I also try to support your sponsors. Tell them I heard their ad on your show. Thank you. Heard a rumor that Anderson Cooper is gay. You fairy. Do you have any info on that? A rumor. That's like a rumor that Elton John is gay. The people that told me seem reliable. Their son's best friend used to live with him, not as roommates, as boyfriend. Just wondering if you heard this on the gay grapevine. Have a great, great weekend and stay warm, says Abby. Well, he's as gay as a goose. Not the goose. And by the way, kill a goose for Christ. It's a shame that Thanksgiving and Christmas are over with because isn't that when they cook the uh, family goose? Okay. Didn't Scrooge bring by a big old goose that on he uh, did. Christmas Day? Big old goose. And it was them geese that flew into the engines of that plane yesterday, and all those people. That's a miracle that nobody got. It was an accident, but nobody got right. hurt. No, they showed uh, some slow motion footage of a bird going into the turbine there Did and they? getting chopped up, uh, you know. Oh. Oh, yeah. Like, without any warning. Like, here's what a bird looks like. And then they showed it. But these weren't just birds. These were big old ducks. Yes. And when a duck goes in the engine, forget about it. You better duck. Dempsey says, never bet the geldings. Maybe the one Sayers to place in show. Yeah, I was originally going to pick the one, but uh, he's going to be chalk, and it looks to me like he's a puker. I don't, I don't know. The chalk horse to fill in the ticket. That leaves four colts. Screw the Wayne horse. The number two reminds me of Huzinga. Oh, I see. King Combo sounds like a pretzel snack. Maybe to place her show. My daddy-o, the six, makes me think of Y100's Kramer. What? And Buddy Nevins and KC from the Sunshine Band. He'll be sniffing rears. I don't like the six at all. Which leaves the five. Clash of arms. Yup, the five. That's what I already, that's what I already picked. Over the three one. Well, I'm not doing, I'm not playing gimmicks. We're just, we're just betting 50 bucks to win for Vanessa. Every Friday we do this for the second race of Gulfstream. Got it? Got it. So anyway, Greg says the five all the way wire to wire. I don't know. There's a lot of speed in that race, Greg. A lot of speed. Going to be some pukers in there. I don't know. But I, I still like the five. Clash of arms with the great John Velasquez. John says, I grew up a couple of miles from Brandywine. Worked there for a few years. Great track. Great horses like Song Cycle and Cardigan Bay. I saw Cardigan Bay get beat at the Batavia Downs. I bet you didn't know that. Who? Stanley Dancer out of the eight hole tried to force his way in. Man, he was, he had a pair of balls, I'll tell you that. And they wouldn't let him in. And Good Time Boy won the race driven by Henry Fillion, not Irve. Anyway, getting back to Brandywine, it says great drivers like Irve Fillion, Stanley and Vernon Dancer, and Jimmy Laurent. Brandywine was in its heyday when horse racing was illegal in Pennsylvania. Brandywine was just south of the state line. 
when racing was legalized in Pennsylvania, Liberty Bell opened. That pretty much did in Brandywine. I was at Liberty Bell, too, with a professor, Robert Campbell. There's an office park on the site. Now you would have enjoyed it, says John. Thank you, John. Brandy wine. Try the wine. I never drink. Never been there. What? I was at Liberty Bell, though. Maybe, maybe I should make a list of all the racetracks I've been to in my life. Okay, and then what? Put it on, set fire to it? And then wipe my ass with it. Okay. I don't know. You were talking about toilet paper the other day. Sure, there you go. Write it on the toilet paper. You know, that's one good thing at racetracks. Well, at least at uh, Woodbine. I can't speak for all of them. But Woodbine, they got great tea rooms, and they got, like, lots of toilet paper always in there. They got all these guys running around changing the, you know, maintenance guys. Mm-hmm. And they make sure that the toilet paper, big old roll, you know what I'm talking about, those industrial rolls that they have there? Oh, yeah. And they're not, like, they're not single ply, like, you know, wiping with they're, your hand. They're half a ply. They're what? They're no, half they're a not. ply. Oh, the ones I run into. Really? Yeah. Oh, those real super thin, like the invisible That's paper. right. Wow. Remember that movie, The Black Hand? Sure. They think they're saving money, but don't they know that everybody just takes twice as much, three times as much until they get the uh, desired thickness? Right, exactly. And the desired result. Right. Phil Ark. Now let's see whether Phil's going to be friendly today or caustic and hostile. We haven't had too much of that today. Good. I congratulate you, Sir Neil. I would qualify your results as stopping the negative momentum of the past few books. Sedano and Rosenberg probably will have to hush up with their ratings trash talk. Sid was asked about the ratings this morning. Didn't want to deal with the caller. As I told you in a previous email, the football intensive... Uh, something of the current QM on-air lineup is really hurting the station. That's why LeBastard's doing better than all the other sports hosts in this market. I would certainly get rid of what precedes you in the morning, what follows you in the afternoon. Oh, boy, a shot at uh, Unjolly Joe. Well, I'm telling you, what I tell you, you think I'm joking about Zach and those guests, although I know that those are the guests that Joe wants and that the Listen station here. wants on the air. What? It's what Clarence wants. Yeah. Well, Clarence, is he's the killer. He's butchering. But he's got naked pictures, so he'll be around forever. Anyway, Phil says, I'm not sure if Anita Marks in the afternoon would work, although that's the slot she held in Palm Beach before leaving Baltimore. Kevin Rogers isn't bad. At the very least, he has knowledge on other subjects other than football. Oh, you're knocking Joe Bell's wall of football, baby. That's what's killing the sports shows. That's all they talk about is football, football, football. Today's Football Friday, as a matter of fact. Ooh. And what are they going to do after the Super Bowl is over? When there ain't no more football for like months and months and months and months and months. What are they going to do then? They'll talk about it anyway. I just don't know if he has enough of an audience, Kevin Rogers built up, to be placed in mornings. And besides, he does need a co-host. And as you said, Joe Bell isn't spending any money. I'll keep on thinking on ideas and how to have the rest... <coughs> how to have the rest of the QM lineup benefit your show for a change. You are carrying the station. Phil Ark. He's going to keep thinking about ideas. Like somebody's going to listen to him. Like they're going to listen to us. Oh, Neil has so much influence on what goes on. Yeah, right. None. Less than none. In fact, I would say much, 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 much less than none. So everybody likes that five horse. See, I shouldn't give it out on the air because then they'll bet him down. I mean, he's four to one in the morning line, but he, sh he should go off about three to one, seven to two. That wouldn't be bad. Right. But but I f I'm going to feel bad if he doesn't win the race because then uh, Vanessa gets squat. You know, you're not going to be picking a winner every time. Well, I didn't sure didn't pick a winner in our trial run last week. Nope. <coughs> that one horse I picked broke uh, mediocre and stayed in the middle of the pack and then made a little bit of a move on the final turn and then back through the pack. 
He stunk the joint out. And the one you picked, that 99 to 1 shot. <laughs> Here he comes. still running, yeah. Here he comes. He's still running. He looks like Chicken Picker with Dick McCumber in the bike. 366 votes on our World Flaming Pool. I, I, I don't mind the pool. I just don't want to read it. With all the people who can be of uh, some influence in your daily life, who do you trust the least? Why, why can't we just say, who do you trust the least? Why do we need all that foreplay on there, that verbal Listen, foreplay? Because Charlie B is a pseudo-intellectual clown. 366 votes. Politicians, 193. <clears throat> They're k- kicking ass here. Financial experts, 55. TV talking heads, 42. Lawyers, 26. QAM management, 19. Medical doctors, 19. Neil Rogers, 7. And George Rodriguez, only 5. I got you beat. All right. 7 to 5. Out of 366 votes. Let's see if those emails are pouring in. Yes, they are, as a matter of fact. But we don't have one from Anita Mark to tell us when she starts and what time. Oh, here's one. It says, keep your geese and your Arctic coal to yourselves, you damn Canucks. By the way, did you lose power today? That was in the west end of the city. I didn't lose no power. And if I would have lost power, how the hell would I be on the air? Magic. Irv a, oh, Henry Fillon also drove a brandy wine, seemed to have been a favorite of the Canadian drivers. Henry Fillon. Like I told you the other day, if you see a horse being driven by any Fillon, look out now. My, my, my. Oh, here we go. I've copied the recent cattle future stats. This is Greg for you below. Why don't you read it to the audience? It'd be more interesting than the ratings you torture your audience with. Learn what makes a real good radio program, you sissy boar. Regards, Gregory Belmore Esquire. Wow. Yeah. The cattle future stats. Take your meat and shove it, Greg. Biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Money has been a little bit tight lately. I only have this much money. I declare bankruptcy. We're all scraping for some dough. All our payments are months behind. My kid wants the latest mobile. But I'm in the unemployment line. She complains to her mom. Little girl. Dear Dad, took money for the school book fair. Let me just go shopping. New graduates are asking for breast implants. Oh, let's just all go out and rob a bank to hell with it. 1217 at 560 WQM. What a real pleasant surprise I just got on the email. How do you like that? Okay. And you always say that these are never the real people? Right. This is from the real Dick Feinberg. Remember oh, Dick Feinberg from Pompano Park? Sure. It's the real Dick Feinberg. He even uses a password here, so I know it's him. See, that's how you know. He says, since I used to run the joint, I figured I could answer your Cal Expo questions. It was called Golden Bear back in the former millennium, now called Cal Expo Harness. Rick Keebler retired last year while I was out there managing the facility again. We had a retirement party for him on the satellite broadcast. Rick and the Keebler Elves. 
The blonde guy you're referring to is Gene Vallandigham, who in his younger days was called Captain America for his red, white, and blue driving silks. He still gets behind a horse once in a while, but at this point in his career, he drives like he's retired. <laughs> and he did back then, too. He did back then. He couldn't drive his finger up his... Uh... Rectum. I'm back in Pompano, currently semi-retired, listening from time to time. Brett Hanover beat Cardigan Bay at Batavia, the greatest race I ever saw. I remain unrelated to Joel Feinberg. Keep doing what you're doing. It sounds good to me, Dick Feinberg. Thanks, Dick. Great guy. He got screwed over, too, at Pompano Park, and, boy, they really, oh, yeah, what a number they did on that place. I don't want to tell you who went to Pompano yesterday and lost 70 bucks playing the slots. Okay. John. Okay, it wasn't me. That's all I need, you know, somebody mm-hmm. to get the fever. That's Especially right. the way the economy is nowadays and my, I, I just don't need anybody else to get the slot. It's my fault, though, you know. I'm sure. Extreme Reels. That's the uh, game that he had a big, uh, he had a pretty good jackpot on a couple months ago. Extreme, I call it Extreme Aggravation. Because it's one of those where if it's got five reels, and if the first three line up with something, you know, like bars or sevens or whatever, then the fourth one uh, spins, and it's like a multiple, like one time or five times. And if if it's any of those, if it comes up on anything, then the last reel uh, comes up, and it's a multiple times what the first one was, like five times five or five times three or whatever. Only the last reel goes real slow, and it makes this agonizing. And 99% of the time it stops just short or just beyond where you want it to stop. Extreme aggravation. Hmm. God, I hate that game. Oh, my God. I never hit squat on it. If you looked real close at the news reports that a plane crash says, Cliff, you could see Tim Tebow saving those people's lives. Isn't he just <laughs> magical? And by the way, those passengers got a flight and a cruise for the price of just one. Wow. <laughs> real clever there, Cliff. Hey. Or whatever your name is. Based on the uh, the average, that's a pretty good email there. Well, it was pretty It was fine. Not that we have any more on there now. They're, they're, they're taking a pause. Once we get to noon, they go to lunch, they do stuff, and they just leave me hanging, you know. Mm-hmm. But I will say this, going back to the numbers, do uh, you think Clarence is going to give us monthlies in any way, shape, or form at any time? Eventually. We won't see them today. Why not? It doesn't work that way. It usually takes at least one day, maybe two, to get all the uh, hour-by-hours and the monthlies. No, no, I'm not talking about hour-by-hour. Hour. I'm talking about oh, the monthlies. I don't monthlies. know. I'll go X during this Because break. monthlies, you figure out, I mean, any clown, I, I can do it if it just sent me the, the rolling trends. Okay. I can tell you what we got. You can do it with your crown. And then Monday, of course, when we get the hourlies, then we're going to find out what's going on there between two and four. We're going to find out if somebody is really as rock solid as he thinks he is. I, I mean, I, you know, I don't wish him any ill. I, I got no problem with him. I mean, he does speak Spanglish baby talk, and you always say he talks crap, but, you know. Uh, no, I don't. Yeah, you do. You, well, you don't listen no matter who we had on That's between two and right. four. If it's a sports That's show, right. you will not listen That's to it because right. you're a hard ass. You That's right. Any, and neither will even, most other people. You wouldn't even give jerks a and chance. And neither will most other people. Ne- you wouldn't even give a jerks a chance. Coming at you! With all that I told him I was going to miss him the first time I saw him. Coming at you! You knew what? I said, I, uh, we're going to miss him the first time I met him. In other words, I he said, ain't going to be here what for a long. nice guy, I'm going to miss him. Why? The first time I met him. Why? Why? Because that's what will happen with whoever they stick on in the afternoon. <laughs> whoever. Let me ask you this. I mean, what? they brought Joe Rose back, which uh, we like Joe a lot, mm-hmm. although his number in this book I was tragic. But um, who, who's the best hire that they made since Joe Bell came along? Have they hired anybody who like belongs on the air? 
DA, he uh, from all back reports is on the way out. What? Let me do some research and get back to you. <laughs> oh, my God. That is revolutionary. Hiring somebody who actually belongs on the air might, might have somebody listening and get a number. Wow. How can you get a one share at night and still beat the uh, guys across the street with their 0 0.8? Once the Marlins were over, boy, they didn't have squat. They might as well just shut that baby down. 387 on a poll. Let's make 500 today and make everybody feel good. Will you feel good? I feel great. I'm happy that I heard from Dick Feinberg. He's a great guy. And, you know, once in a while we get an email from somebody that we really want to hear from. Isn't that nice? <clears throat> Although I'm sure most of the people in the audience don't know Rick Keebler and his Keebler elves. But that's, uh, you know, he was, I don't know, he was strange. In fact, the racing out there seemed very strange to me. I, I made money, too, so I shouldn't, you know, I shouldn't knock it. I made money at Golden Bear. Or maybe I lost money. I just forgot. I, th I have a feeling that most of us who gamble in, in any way, shape, or form, we have a tendency to remember the winnings much better than the losings. Although I do remember I once took my, from Kalamazoo, from Portage, Michigan, WTPS 1969, I want to say. I'm pretty sure it was. Took my chief engineer and his wife to uh, Hazel Park to watch Neville Pride and Stanley Dancer. And... Uh, Went there just to see that race. There was no betting on the race. Because Neville Pride would have been the prohibitive favorite. And they didn't want to pay out show money. Or whatever. And at any rate, uh, I lost 700 bucks that night. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I uh, do remember that. I'm sure. And back, back in those days, 700 bucks was a lot of money, Sonny. A lot of money. So, drove all, in fact, a couple of times, drove all the way from Detroit to Batavia. To see Speedy Scott, he broke before the start and was 100 lengths behind, and the crowd was booing, which I thought was grotesque. And I drove all the way to Batavia to see a Cardigan Bay race with the great Stanley Dancer. And like I said, he got parked the entire mile, and good time boy with Henri Fillon won the race. Well, what a memory for just minutia, you know? Yep. But I'm trying to get us in the proper mood for the big Gulfstream thing <laughs> at uh, 140. It's a long ways off. What? Nothing. I can't now, wait. When are you going out there? I think you're going next week, Next aren't week? You? Next Friday. That's right. Wow. From today. Go out there and see George. If you don't can't catch him this is Saturday, tomorrow, at the Coconut Creek Advanced Auto Parts, 10 to noon, then go out and see him. Um, what, do, what do we do? The whole show? That's right. The whole show next Friday at mm -hmm. Gulfstream. They sure were incredibly nice to us, I'll tell you that. Yeah. You know? They are. They're wonderful. Oh. We love them. Well, they love us. We love pause, them. Like you were deliberating that. Sorry. I was swallowing spit. You were doing what? Swallowing spit. Swallowing what? Oh, spit. I thought you said... Yeah. I thought maybe Jolly Joe came and stopped by <laughs> and gave you a wave and threw some at you. So well, how's that car coming? Oh, yeah. I'm holding my breath. <laughs> Come on. Somebody bring by a brand new Cadillac Escalade for George. Just leave the keys at the front desk. With the fruitcake. Is he still working there, Freaky Carlos? Yeah. Well, why do you say it like that? Everybody else is getting cut back. Can't they just automate their front desk and uh, blow him out of there? No comment. Oh, God. Real American a-holes. Real American a-holes. We salute you. Mr. Broke, your New Year's resolution to quit smoking guy. Mr. Broke, your New Year's resolution to quit smoking guy. The ball dropped, and so did your willpower. Come on, who's got a light? Come on!
Every year, you swear you're going to quit. And every year, you hightail it to the nearest Smoke for Less by 12.05. Don't forget the matches. It's 30 below outside in the office smoking lounge. But you don't care. Because for the next five minutes, you are the Marlboro Man. Smoke them if you got them down. With the money you'd save on cigarettes alone, you could put down a down payment on a new condo. But no biggie. Condos don't come in menthol. Ow! So we salute you, Mr. Broke, your New Year's resolution to quit smoking guy, your trembling fingers, your yellow teeth, and your camel cash. You are a real American a-hole. 1231 at 560 WQAM. Here's a couple of uh, gems. I, I knew the negativity would start just before the weekend. Yeah. Well, no, no show is complete with the emails without some good negativity. Subject, Ooga Booga Booga. From Man in Florida. Greetings and salutations, Mr. B. Helfer. Yeah, he knows my real name. Congratulations. Ooh. I moved to Sunny Isles Beach from New York area around 93, 95 and discovered your show a year or two later. Uh, since most of my time was spent getting an all-over at Hallover, I had plenty of free time to be entertained midday, and your show and format was topical, subversive, and a lot of fun. What happened? You really have changed, Neil, and after hearing the same from innumerable people, one would think you'd get a clue. But according to you, everyone is an A.H., why do I still on occasion listen? I'm hoping you'll wake up from the coma and rediscover your imagination and creativity. Please wake up, signed Frank D. P.S. Congrats on one of the best no jobs of OAP by getting a contract extension for any amount of money. You've got to be laughing all the way to the bank. Thanks so much, Frank. Thanks for listening. A-hole. How do you like that? Mm-hmm. Like I said, can't just turn it off, doesn't like the show anymore. How? And, and quite frankly, other than the stuff that we can't say or can't play, I still don't know. I still don't know what it is that makes the show different. How I've changed. How have I changed? Can you tell me? Uh, you got older, old balder, yeah. fatter. Fatter. No, uh, not you're fatter. You're not getting late anymore, so you're probably all bitter and hard Yeah. Farbison. Yeah. They, ne they never say. Oh, how you've changed. Blah, 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 blah. You used to be such a nice boy, and now you're such a farbison bastard fag. Whatever. Hey, you bring up a good point. I remember that uh, that call, that drop, whatever you want to call it, from that old lady. You used to be such a nice, a nice boy. boy, yeah, and that was a so hundred years every ago. Every time you change, uh, yeah. people complain. The only thing I change is my underwear, okay? Well, every good. day. You're my bitches back. Subject once again. Oh my god, dang it! Unbelievable. Your emailers can't even come up with their own material. That Tim Tebow saved the plane and flight and cruise for the price of one joke was on Paul and Ron this morning. Unbelievable. Once again, you suck. Your emailers suck, and this is just sad. Tell all these schmucks to come up with their own material. You hear that, Cliff? You got dang ass-sucking unoriginal schmuck. George Branch out, get your own show. Bah! Bah! It says from uh, You're My Bitch. Bah! Branch out and get your own show. You know, the way you read uh, his, I presume that, uh, that it's a him. Yes. The way you read his emails is very funny. Is it? You're a good well, I, I enjoy them with, tremendously. With him as your writer. I even enjoyed the previous one from Frank D. with the All Over at Hallover. Mm -hmm. You've changed. What happened to you? Not a damn thing, okay? Not a damn thing. Jerry says, 940's numbers from 3 to 6 were good because of Randy Rhodes. Howard! With this being an election year, Randy supporting Obama, it was good radio. Randy mentions you from time to time, saying she loved you, the godfather of South Florida Radio, and Joe Bell's a pimp. Ever see him and Tataglia together? Same guy. Tataglia was a pimp, Joe Bell's a pimp, with white hair. Maria Bartiromo uh, checked in today. We haven't heard from Maria in a while. 
Hello, Mr. Rogers. I'm sorry I haven't been able to write you this week. However, I have been listening. I've been extremely busy covering the exit of our great leader and the inauguration of our new president. I would like to take this opportunity to ask you and your listeners to pay no attention to the fact that the market has been down six out of the past seven days. Never mind the growing government deficit or the large unemployed figures. Today is the last day to buy stocks before the Obama bounce. It's a buying opportunity of a lifetime. Furthermore, I'm extremely disappointed that you're doing a bit involving horse racing. Everyone knows that gambling is for suckers and investing is for the educated. <laughs> Moreover, I was disgusted yesterday as I heard a young lady named Lisa or Lisette write in saying she loves your show even more now that you're doing horse racing bits. Young ladies, save your money and invest in the markets. I wish you and George a happy and safe weekend. Regards, Maria B. Time is ticking, she says. Time is ticking and we're taking a licking. Because it's a buying opportunity and uh, the Obama bounce is going to start on Tuesday. Look at that. Looking on the inbox there, nothing. Nothing. And we got an hour before the uh, second race at Gulfstream. Isn't that depressing? I think you're my bitch has got a good point. Bah, and as, bah, as far as Frank B is concerned, what? Do that again. Bah, bah, bah. Oh, and he writes it out with a whole bunch of A's and H's and exclamation points. So, so it's easy to articulate that, you know, when you have it r right in front of you. It's like reading the Chinese phone book. 398 votes on the poll. I don't think you're going to make no 500. Although it's only 1235. Are you kidding me? Do these people have any idea how long four hours is to do this every day? They don't care. It's, huh? They don't care. They don't care? They don't care. I got that whole thing about um, Bluebell ice cream, by the way. I started it yesterday and I got uh, ice cream interruptus. You said Bluebell, right? Yeah. Okay. As opposed to Joe Bell, Joe Bell ice cream? Sure, yeah. It would be that's really sour. Probably would that's make not what it with sour thinking, cream. Yeah, that's fine. When you come right down to it, what is it that separates great ice cream from good ice cream from bad ice cream? Well, they had a documentary on that, you know. Did they? And uh, and then like gelato in Italy, they, it's right. not it's not like all, um, it doesn't have all the fillers in it, mm -hmm. all the artificial crap and fillers in it that like regular ice cream that we buy most of the time. The important thing is uh, you have uh, a lot of cream in it, real cream. Yeah, it's got to be whipped while it's frozen. So Whip there's it. there's yeah, it's got to be whipped Whip it good. during the freezing process. It has to crystallize in a certain way. If it thaws and then re refreezes, it's ruined, as you know, if you've ever gotten. Uh, Ice cream that thawed in the freezer, like oh. the power went out or something. Oh, my right. God. It undoes the process. You buy that, that in the supermarket, right. and you take it home, and you get all excited, yeah. and you nuke it a little bit, and, uh, and then it tastes like mung. And you can always see, there. you know, if you check the outside of the package, usually there's some spillover, some slopover. Right. So cheap ice cream is done uh, very quickly. They don't spend a lot of time w during the, uh, the whipping and freezing process. You mean like Edie's? I, I don't know, I guess. I don't and like other things. more expensive premium ice creams, they do it uh, very slowly and painstakingly and take their nice Nestle's time. makes great ice cream. Breyers makes great ice cream. Okay. That's your bag, baby. What do you mean by that? You're the ice cream kind of swear. I am. I like in it. Italy, you love it. I'll tell you, the gelato in Germany is just as good as the gelato in Italy. Now, some Italians would probably take issue with that, but I'm telling you, the gelato like in Cologne, Germany, oh, my God. Wow. It's not the only thing that's sweet in Cologne, I'll tell you. This 
so long, 2008. Adios, 2008. You were not all that great. A steaming pile on a plane. Gas prices blew up exponentially. We saw the crash of our economy. Not to mention the crappy real estate. So I, for one, couldn't wait. Could not wait. Till we finished up for eight. What a big soggy mother doggy year it was left. Hello, 44 at QAM. PD says, please, please make George shut up. It's bad enough when he fills in for you. It's terminal when you two banter back and forth. Just read something or play bits or talk to ponies or anything. Not that this guy's trying to rip off the I hit the bird spot. Right. Yeah. Thank you, Uncle Neil, says PD. Oh, and by the way, the um, You're My Bitch guy mm-hmm. sent another very short email that said, bang. <laughs> That's all it said. See, George likes those. And quit, quit I just bantering. like the way you read them. Well, that's what it said. Who, who wouldn't think that's funny? Who would think what's funny? You, you said... It is funny. Hey, listen, if I took these seriously, I mean, I'd, I'd be in a mental institution already. And this business about, oh, how you've changed and you think there's so many A-holes out there. Well, guess what? There are. Because like you always say, a lot of the same A-holes who are on the phone sure. uh, are out there on the uh, emails. A lot of anonymous a-holes. A British judge has sentenced former Culture Club frontman Boyd George to 15 months in jail after he was convicted of falsely imprisoning a male escort. Last year, Norwegian escort Odin Carlson told a trial that in 2007 he was handcuffed to a wall hook at the East London Department of the Singer, whose real name is George O'Dowd. Prosecutors said Carlson was held by O'Dowd for under an hour. The singer was denied the charges, but he was convicted in December. O'Dowd was sentenced on Friday. How long? Fifteen months in jail. He had him, like, hooked up to a hook on the wall, you know. Okay. Well, at least he didn't get away that way. 407 votes on the poll. Do you think we're going to make 500? Let's give it a shot. Let's try, for, for old fat Chris's sake. Here's one that says, from your neighbor. In this economy, people losing their jobs, how can they give the art dealer and the midget a billion dollars for a stadium that nobody's going to go to? 
I think they better find things to do with that money. Give it to education and the rest to you. Keep up your, uh, keep it up. You're the best. And in closing, F the Marlins. Signed your neighbor. How do you like that? I, I don't even know my neighbors. Don't you? Well, I know one across the street. I don't know her, but I know she's, well, you know. That's the one that gets so excited Saturday night because she can't sleep because she knows she's going to go to church on Sunday morning. Wouldn't you be? No, I would not. I wouldn't want to get up. I wouldn't want to wake up at all. Although I do get up early on Saturday and Sunday mornings and go to Woodbine. That's my, that's my religion. Oh, he's gambling. It's evil. That's right. I'm passing along all my evil ways to all the impressionable young people out there. Gambling and uh, screwing around and all these things, you know. Thank God we got George to uh, balance it out. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, this! I think I'm going to block this Rocky guy, Ernie Banks, you know, the one I was saying before, such an idiot. Just over and over. And, and guess what, Rocky? You never have anything to say. See, I don't mind people that email a lot. I'd even put up with Jason from Plantation today. Or even, what's his name in um, Oshawa, uh, wherever the hell he is? Kitchener, Waterloo. Adam Oshmack. Mm-hmm. I'd even put up with them. But when people who have nothing to say keep emailing, it's just... Let's see what Rocky has this time, signing it again, Ernie Banks, which is really, really amusing. Not. Thank you for your time again, gents. I just had lunch at Shane's Rib Shack, and it was fantastic. The ribs were superb and as good as Lucille's, and they gave me this pulled pork with some Texas toast that was slamming. George, add Shane's to the whiteboard or chalkboard, and you're keeping all those good restaurants on, would you? Yeah, can it oh, to yeah. the chalkboard, okay? I got a water. And don't forget to hit five guys so you'll marvel at the five dollar double stack with cheese. No matter what the ratings say, you guys will always be doing it for the children's. Whatever the hell that is. Just 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 crap. Just crap, Rocky. Write something meaningful, something funny, something interesting. Even bah, I like that a lot better. Didn't you like bah, a lot better than what I just read? Uh, yeah. A lot better. Bah, bah, bah. <laughs> the sound of South Florida. Bah. Yeah. You got it. Nothing in the of you. Nothing. Isn't that a shame? That'll make you feel oh, well. bad. Neil at NeilRogers.com. That's okay. The one and two hour will you know we'll kill it with the horse racing thing. We got the pick the ponies thing. And Vanessa is our contestant. And the five Clash of Arms ridden by George Velasquez will be the uh, pick. And if he wins, she gets fifty bucks to win on whatever that horse pays. Aren't you excited? I'm thrilled. I can't wait. Of course, the first race isn't until 1.15, so we got a lot of, lot of waiting mm-hmm. to do. I'll let, I'll let you monitor uh, CNN. Turn off all that well, porn you think you something's going to happen? Well, no, I want, I want to see if there's any changes, and I missed. They're in, up to the fifth race already. Listen, I'm into my Spanish soaps over here. Don't make me change. <clears throat> 26 minutes till post time for the first race at Gulfstream. And they're showing the changes now. Maybe they'll scratch uh, three horses in the first race. It'll be like a uh, forum. It'll be a match race. Clash of arms. Good works at Gulfstream. Good works. Bullet works. Do you Will check the work? workouts? What? I could go into a thing about the workouts. See, in harness racing, they have like qualifying races that are actually like timed and the horses identified. And it's like a real race, only there's no betting and there's no purse money. But in thoroughbred racing, they have workouts early in the morning. Mm-hmm. And the clockers, the alter clockers, they go out there and they, they're supposed to recognize. I mean, they don't have like a list of the horses that are working out. 
Mm-hmm. They have to recognize the horse and what trainer they're with and yada, yada, yada. And so there's always in my mind a possibility that a great workout might be assigned to a horse that isn't really him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, for example, can you go to the track and if the horses out there didn't have any numbers on or any, like, identifying marks, <coughs> would you, could you separate one from the other? No. I mean, to you, they probably all look like chicken picker, you know. That's right. Here's one from an Oklahoma City uh, uh, area code, 405. I can understand your hate for all things Florida since you've been essentially exiled from the state and can't live there anymore. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I missed that memo. However, when you display your hatred for radio hosts that made it big, like Maddo and Larry King, to me that's just pure, raw, unadulterated evil jealousy that you're spewing. Right. Do I have hatred for Larry King? I wouldn't call it that. No, I'd call it contempt. Sure. All the people that he screwed over and that uh, legacy he left behind in South Florida. Nasty, hateful uh, bunch of crap. And as far as she's concerned, Rachel Maddow, I don't have any hatred for her. I just don't like her show, that's all. Am I entitled or not? I guess not. No. No. You have to agree with that. I'm not talking about her anymore because every time I mention her in any way, shape, or form, it's the same whole bunch of emails. Oh, how can you say that? You don't like women and you're an old fag. Well, I'm an old fag. I like some women, some women I don't like. Some men I like, some I don't like. But, you know, I've changed so much. I'm just waiting for the first email to tell me what the change is in me. I'm not talking about, you know, what we can play or the, the tone of the show or whatever. I just, I would just like to hear it. Because basically what we have is a bunch of chronic complainers. But they, Oh, look at this. Here's one of the jockeys just crossed himself at Philadelphia Park before hopping on a mount. Do you ever cross yourself before hopping on a mount? Just this morning. I mean, doesn't that require an incredible... I mean, I've told you, I've seen Paco cross himself before taking, like, uh, aspirin. Doesn't that require an incredible amount of brainwashing to get people to do that after they become, like, you know, five years old or something? Yeah. Well, what is that supposed to accomplish when you cross yourself? It's like anything else. It's like, you know, praying before a football game. It's like baseball players who cross themselves right. before every pitch. Don't you know that God plays favorites? Like Pudge. I think and if Pudge you cross still yourself, does. God's going to notice you more and pay Is more he? attention to what's going on. Yes. And if you're taking a poisonous pill, if you cross yourself before you take a poisonous pill, God will magically change it into a non-poisonous pill. Oh. Really? Yeah. Maybe he'll change it into a Necco wafer. Mm. You like Necco wafers? Sure, yeah. Can't find him around very much anymore. I know, reminiscing, living in the past, old people live in the past. What's wrong with Necco Wafers? Not a damn thing. What's wrong with Mary Jane's? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing's wrong with Mary Jane at all. I know. That's you. That's you and that nasty weed. Ain't nothing nasty about my weed. Yeah, that's not what I heard. It's just these guys nicking suds and whatever the heck it is, and the people that call in... They're just like them, like that they were on the, uh, what do you call it, the weeds, yeah. and they're high, and mm-hmm. they're, I mean, it's terrible. Terrible. For years that I've been look at, listening to 610, and, and this here. Bah! Bah! See, I didn't invent that, neither did um, You're My Bitch. That's that's the sound of South Florida. It has right. been ever since I came, and I'm sure long before bah. I arrived on the scene. Bah! 415 votes on the poll. I think we got a shot at 500. 416. We want to make Fat Chris really proud. Now, what's the story with that to deal with the uh, bedtime stories on the website? 
you uh, are as up to date as I am. As a matter of fact, which, more which so is not, because which is not I was out of the room during that conversation. So you know much Curtis, more about it than I do. Well, all I know is he's still doing them, and uh, Fat mm-hmm. Chris can't. He can't muster the enthusiasm or the energy to get involved. He still doesn't know how to put them up, and evidently doesn't need the money. They they must have really paid him some big bucks to work overnight on that uh, five to six hour in the morning with Jesse Agler. Does anybody know we got that show from five to six in the morning? What show? Whatever it is. AM early edition with Jesse Agler. I don't even hear any promos for it. I mean, nobody's up at that hour, but even so. Oh, here's the uh, second race at Tampa. I love this guy. This guy is hysterical. Screaming and yelling and puking and just going crazy. Every race is like the um, Breeders' Cup Classic to this guy. Screaming and puking. You know the guy I'm talking about? No. At Tampa Bay Downs. Yes, you do. You recognize him when I put him up. Here he is. Has the call. Oh, see, we would have found his name if I had punched it a second sooner. I don't know what his name is. Moving in line for the second. Now, you recognize that voice. No. Yeah, you do. But we got a, we got a couple minutes before the break. That's good. So this will warm us. This will, like, segue us into the Gulfstream stuff. Vanessa. Now, do they contact Vanessa and tell her it's her, it's, uh, my, her 50 bucks? Yes. Now, what if Vanessa just said, well, I'll just take the 50 bucks. Don't make the bad the outside, magical cure. Can't we'll do it. The Can't do it, honey. I mean, Vanessa, not you. Number three, Mambo Appeal acting up in the gate. Mambo Appeal. That's like Mazda. Here they say Mazda. Do you ever hear anything like that in your life? It's real Canucky. Mazda. Yeah, I've heard it. Oh, I hate that. Mazda. A little bit too Canucky for me, eh? Are they here? Wrap the post. There we go. Here he goes. Open that gate up, for Christ's sakes. It's only a four-hour show. Let's go. Want to hear this guy screaming and puking and yelling and gnashing? One of the six horses acting up in the gate. I hate this part. Open the gate. Press that button, you jackass. This is the part that just drives me. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and they're on. Yeah. <laughs> you did it. Away and running. Jack the Whipper. Is you did it. Reaching up for the early lead with Ken Money. I got Money. touch, baby. Way out on the outside. Be a great cat in the last turn away. Mambo appeal. They move out of the long seven for long shoot and hook up for the main track. Be a great cat on the far outside is now driving to the lead. Jack the Whipper is there toward the rail second. Dr. Garrett between horses now. Biggest names. The best talent. You'll find 560 QAM. The fourth leader. Hey, buttheads. It's the one to two hour. It's illegitimacy is certainly something that I think I document quite thoroughly has been promoted through the media, the courts, and the federal government.
No. right-wing violence in a country that is teeming with left-wing violence at the democratic national convention take a breath now what what is this safety poster and it's a guy it looks like um it is it's freddie mercury it's been reported i slept with over three thousand men well what is that supposed to prove hugh hefner i don't know brown or pink stop and think Oh, my God. Lordy. Yeah. Lordy, Lordy. A great thought for the weekend. Anyway, here's one that says, uh, and, and, you know, I invited them, all these people, oh, you've changed and you're not the same. I invited them to give me some specifics. How many do you think I've gotten? None. Zero. I got Gus, who says, you haven't changed at all. You're by far the best entertainment in radio. By the way, is it true that gay guys prefer uncircumcised ones? That's like asking, is it true that straight guys prefer vanilla ice cream, you know? Different strokes for different folks. I see. <clears throat> John from Lake Worth says, I told myself I wouldn't watch the chimp in chief give his farewell address, but Oberman had it live, so I decided to watch. Same for me. Same crap, says John. The only so-called accomplishment he thinks he can hang his head on is that he kept us safer after 9-11, which was almost the entire subject of his speech. Right. Like Rudy Giuliani, a noun, a verb, and 9-11. No, Mr. President, you got lucky we were never attacked again. The borders are still unguarded. Immigration is still unchecked. But we have safe shoes on airplanes. And to date, the first responders in New York City still can't communicate amongst the different agencies. You got lucky. He has nothing else to take positive credit for. Just a long, long list of F-ups. How this D-bag sleeps tonight is beyond me. Good riddance, W. We will not miss you and your crew. Love you, John and Lake Worth. He's not saying love you to W, he's saying it to us. Maybe he's saying it to W, not. First race at Gulfstream, 11 minutes away, they're coming out for the post-parade. Aren't you excited? Isn't the... Uh... I am. Well, this is only for the first race. Right. Our pick-the-pony thing is for the second race, which is about 140, or there are boots. So don't let me forget to take that uh, 35 break early. Okay, like thirty five. Well, we don't want to miss the call of the race. I know we don't. I'm looking on the uh, emails on there. Nothing. Neil at NeilRogers.com. I'm still waiting for all the uh, list of uh, things that I need to change and go back to to, re to reinvent the old Neil. Wow. Wow. On the track for race number one with exacta trifecta. I don't know who the race caller is, but he's pretty good. He ain't no Ross Morton, rest in peace. Ross Morton. Remember Ross Morton? No, you don't. Right. Three, scratch, three, deep mois. Seven, salty wave, and eight, house quest. Fast, firm, and ten minutes to post. And they come out, they just... Like China dolls, they just waltz onto that track, man, just barely taking a breath. Ever notice that, the difference between thoroughbreds and how little they do before the race, as opposed to standard breds who come out and warm up like, uh, you know, before the race, and three miles before the race. Three miles. Can you imagine running three miles before the show every day? Uh, no. 
Once upon a time. Could you? Routinely, 429 on your poll. You're never going to make 500. I feel bad for you. I'm not going to make 500. Fat Chris ain't going to make 500. He ain't going to make 500. He's not here to no. push. Come on, people. Come on, people. They used to crack me up the way he would say that. Maybe it's going to be an all John Velasquez double. Three, five. Three and five for the double. What do you say? Great rider. And I noticed that Jermaine Bridgmahan, who rides the one Sayers in the second race, which was which is going to be the favorite. That was the one I originally liked. He hasn't won a race this meet so far. He's 0 for 18. That's the younger brother of Sean Bridgmahan, which Dave Johnson always like makes clucking sounds when he talks about how bad Sean Bridgmahan is. Cluck, cluck, you know. I don't think he makes clucking sounds, but he like uh, not, rips him in the ass. You're not ready? You're not in the mood for it? I'm stoked. I'm all hard. You only got a week. Next Friday is the first of several of George appearances out there at right. Gulfstream. And I plan to continue my education. And I love that. Uh, that Oh, yeah. that that. Oh, now I know what I was going to say before. It finally came back to me. The one about what does George do with these appearances? Does he sing? Does he tell jokes? You know what that reminded me of? I know. I do know. Remind me of back in the IOD days, we did an appearance. Was it at Borders? I think it was at a Borders. And these two women from Detroit, old, old, old ladies, real old, ancient, like Methuselah. And they came by, big fans and big Dick Purton fans from Detroit and yada, yada. And, and I thought we spent a lot of time with them, you and me, remember? Right. And then I think one of them called. It was like on a Saturday. And then one of them called on Monday. And, oh, they were so disappointed. And uh, how come we didn't pay more attention to them? And why didn't we... I don't, I don't know what the hell they wanted. What were they expecting? Did they want us to go out there and do and, and dance the Kazatsi for them or dancing, something? Although I'm working on a juggling routine, you know, just uh, sit tight. And then that's not the only time that's ever happened, but that, them especially, I'll never forget that one. Now, is that the one you were thinking of? I was thinking about when you would go to the hockey games and that uh, bitch, whoever it was, oh, yeah. just sat there. With the binoculars, fat yeah. old bitch, leaving after the game. And she comes out at about the same time from the exit. And she says, oh, Neil, I watched you for the entire game, and all you do is just sit there. She's got binoculars. She sits across the way. And she didn't come to watch the game, which figures, I guess, in South Florida. She came to watch me. And all I did was just sit there. I mean, I don't know what I was supposed to do. I mean, when the Panthers score a goal, I get up and cheer and yell and well, like everybody else. And during the game, I'm yelling a few comments, a few choice comments. But I guess she came there. Not, not. She didn't pay for the ticket to see the game. She came there to watch me. Some of you people get a life. I have no life. Oh my God. I have no life. Good golly, Miss Molly. She sat there and watched me with the binoculars the whole game. I should have picked my nose. If I if I would have noted, I'd have picked a few winners just for that bitch and flicked her. Oh, just Bob says good luck. Oh, number one is scratched from the second race. Well, that's not good. Oh, no. Number one is scratched in the second race. He was going to be the truck. That's going to bring our price down. That makes it only a five-house race. Oh, no. Third race, the six is scratched. Don't you feel like... Unclean? Yeah, un exactly. Couldn't have said it better myself. Unclean. Unclean. The one, Sayer. Now, that's the one I was going to pick, so it's a damn good thing I didn't pick that one. Oh, I'm sure that you would have given me the ability to pick a second choice. 
Okay. I'll tell you one thing. I hope that your buddies there, I hope that the Flea and the Steve Sloan had got this thing nailed down. In other words, I hope they know what we're doing. Because hey. that would be a first at QAM when anybody would know what they were doing. We'll uh, mark it on the calendar. Mark it down. Well, thanks, Bob, for telling me, because nobody else told me, that Sayers is scratched from the second race. Five minutes till uh, post time for the first race. So maybe we should do this break. Or maybe His not. Name. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. They're off. Put that away was slow to get going. He told me out for the early lead. Carolina Tripper is away well on the inside. Don't get panicky now, Vanessa. This is only the first race. This don't count. To the outside is the and the one is scratching the second race. Close up to the pace. Box of Charms, Trip and Easy next. Then comes Ruby Lipstick, her greatness on the inside. And put that away is the trailer as they make their way into the far turn and complete a quarter and 23 seconds flat. He Toby on top by three quarters of length. Box of Charms is second. The band is loose third to the outside. Trip and easy between those two is right there and running closely to the lead in fourth. It's two lengths back to Carolina Tripper, Ruby Lipstick on the outside, and then comes Tickle Me Tick, followed by Her Greatness, and Tickle put that what? away as they turn for home. Toby in front by a length and a half over Box of Charms. To the outside, Trip and Easy. Toby by the eighth pole clear. Trip and Easy now takes second from Box of Charms. Then Ruby Lipstick on the outside, but it's Toby and Cornelio Velasquez on top as they come down to the finish. He told me by five in the end over Trip and Easy, Ruby Lipstick, and Box of Charms. Four. Six, seven, four in the first at Gulfstream. Okay, you got a bet? Oh, yeah. Here we go about what's changed. Man in Florida's back since you asked. It says, I'm trying to finish up frying my meatballs for my sauce, but I'll try to explain. Back in the day, at least when I first began listening, I believe you focused your sharp wit on W. Well, what's the point of focusing my sharp wit on him now? He's, he's going, four more days, he's going to be gone. Then when you either lost interest or were completely disgusted with Bush and Company, you turned on your listeners. You turned on them. You see how you are? Wow. While much of that criticism may have been deserved, you didn't give anyone a chance and went on and on and on about the losers who listened to the show. Now, I never talked about losers who listened to the show. I talked about losers who cranked and called the show, not who listened to the show. In fact, over the years, I always make a real distinction between those people who listen and are sane enough not to call and make stupid noises or send these kinds of emails. <laughs> Beside the above, which took up a big part of the show... It seemed like you became dependent on outside material, reading headlines, etc., and less and less material was self-generated. Hey, Neil, not for nothing, but I really do want to start listening to your show again and will continue to hope. Love you, Frank D. Forget about it, Frank. The show is what it is. I'm what I am. This is the show. I'm not changing it for you or for anybody else. And, and did he tell me anything there? Oh, let's talk about Bush for four hours. What's the point? Yeah, exactly. What's the point? We had the election. I talked about, I was the first one on the air to talk about Obama and the fact that he was going to win and be the next president. <coughs> and that was a long time ago. People laughed at me. No chance. And it sure did a hell of a lot of good, man. October and November in the uh, trends killed us. Killed us. So what am I going to tell you? Evidently, our people didn't get the diaries in those two months. Or only right-wingers got the diary. I don't know. I don't, I don't hear anything there. I mean, is that subject matter to talk to Bash Bush for four hours every day? And even when I was doing that, oh, all he does is Bush Bash for four hours every day. Bush Bash. Ron Bash. Remember when I used to Bush Bash? 
D-Bar says you read an email that mocked Bush for saying he kept us safe after 9-11. The writer was correct to attack that, but <coughs> people keep forgetting we were attacked again after 9-11. The anthrax attacks were after 9-11. Those were terrorist attacks, weren't they? Yes. He didn't protect anybody from that either. Yeah, but he was reading to those kids, those uh, school kids in Sarasota. Mary had a little lamb and yada, yada, yada. And my pet goat. I mean, what, what's the point? Anybody with a half a brain at this point knows that he and Cheney are a couple of Nazis, and this neocons was one of the worst con jobs in the history of the world, and all these people died for in a war based on nothing, based on nothing, 4,200 dead Americans, hundreds of thousands of dead Iraqis, not to mention the over 1,000 dead Palestinians right now in Gaza, while Condoleezza goes shopping for shoes. You know, Maybe we can get Imelda Marcos to be the next Secretary of State instead of a Swillery. We need somebody who's got great expertise shopping for shoes, don't you think? Chess. 452 votes on the poll. I don't know. We got an outside shot at 500. It would be a real feather in our cap. Clear Channel plans layoffs. How do you like that, all you naysayers? I got this five-year contract for some fairly serious money here to sit here and do a mail-in the show. And these people are giving me crap. Oh, you used to be this, used to be good, used to be so entertaining. You want to hear this about Cheap Channel? They're going to the post for the third race in Tampa. See, I don't want to get real horse racing intensive because of all the things that people want to hear on the show. Hockey, horse racing, and homo talk. Those are the three at the bottom. Although it's great when you're out there, though. You always tell me how everybody loves that when you're at Gulfstream. Yeah. Everybody there, everybody here. And then you can, you know, take that wireless mic. Oh, yeah. Go play the machines. You didn't have too much luck on the machines when you were there. Peter no. Loria writes in New York Post, Clear Channel plans layoffs. The new owners of radio giant Clear Channel Communications will begin next week implementing massive restructuring plan that seeks to cut $400 million in cost at the company the Post has learned. According to three sources with knowledge of the plan, the restructuring will include layoffs across the company's radio, outdoor advertising, and international divisions, as well as cuts to programming budgets and consolidation of back office core operations. I think Jimmy Syphilis is going to be one of the first casualties. 90% pay cut, Jimmy, especially after that 3-6 or whatever the hell you had, even though we had just a little bit more than that. But nevertheless, a precise headcount for layoffs could not be obtained. Clear Channel is about 30,000 employees worldwide. The company is also likely to move toward a national programming model that would require less local-level staffing, despite being criticized in the past for a similar action using centralized disc jockeys that made it appear as though they were broadcasting from local stations. Fake. Erzatz. That's cheap channel for you. Nice going, Ken Charles. You're full of crap. Gold standard my ass. Sources said an initial round of layoffs is expected to commence next Tuesday, not coincidentally the same day that Obama is going to be sworn in office. Clear Channel managers are hoping they can slip in the layoffs while the press is preoccupied with Inauguration Day festivities. Oh, yeah, while everybody's looking the other way. A Cheap Channel spokeswoman declined to comment. Clear Channel was built through a series of acquisitions that generally weren't consolidated very well, said one source, alluding to the late 90s buying spree that put more than a 1,000 stations under the Clear Channel umbrella, making it the nation's largest and most obnoxious radio company. They should only croak a wicked death. To be sure, Bain Capital Partners and Thomas H. Lee Partners took a hard look at Clear Channel's expense base in the due diligence phase of their $17.9 billion acquisition. 
and identified hundreds of millions of dollars in costs that could be taken out of the company, like Jimmy Syphilis's salary for doing that horseball morning show. While they always planned to restructure the company, the sources said the soured economy forced them to expedite the time frame for the cuts. Cuts and cuts and more cuts. Cold cuts. Nothing about our plans have changed except for the speed and timing of them, said the source. There's no doubt we're in a horrible advertising environment. We can't just sit there and, and take it. The numbers bear out that argument. Radio ad spending fell almost 9% through the first three quarters of 2008, the second worst performing category after newspapers, according to ad spending tracker TNS Media Intelligence. Air off. Kinky Pinky breaks for the leads. Kinky Pinky. Do you ever see a Kinky Pinky? Rob, now moving Just through. Just keep out of here. Oh, my Hands God. wavering his away with a top flight in the last horse away is Munford Lane. Fourth quarter ad spending numbers have yet to be tabulated, but many are expecting a low to mid double digit decline. In other words, the business is, as they say in Yugoslavia, of tourists. And I hated Yugoslavia. Remember Jack Lemmon in Mass Appeal? Yes. He says to Charles Durning, and by the way, I hated Yugoslavia. Team outside racing six, the gap of two. She's a hunter. Is now seventh. I think the pressure is starting to build now on that uh, second race at Gulfstream. <laughs> One is scratched. It. It's only a five-horse field. We only got to beat four horses in there. And I think the six is a piece of turd, so we'll see. Number five, Clash of Arms. Here's one from Jimmy. It says, can I get a... Oh! For Circuit City finally going under once and for all. Just over a year after they fired all their top salespeople in an effort to cut costs, they're finally giving up and liquidated after months of bankruptcy. It's not good for our economy, but the 35,000 people losing their jobs today knew this was coming and should have planned accordingly. I believe in karma, and after giving executives golden parachutes while customers' and employees get golden showers, it's good to see <laughs> oh, it's good to see some balance to the universe every now and then. And no, I'm not a disgruntled Circuit City employee. I just call them like I see them. Survival of the fittest, baby. You and George have a great weekend. Take care. You too, Jimmy. Jimmy D. He's all right. Okay, here we go. TR. Here's a critique. Good. I asked for it, and I'm starting to get it now. TR. Although I think he's kissing my ass. I feel like a little tingle. What was that name of that horse? Jinga Pinky, a Kinky Pinky? I don't know. What, what, if, what if the name of the horse was Stinky Kinky Pinky? That would really be bad. Then at least we'd know where it would have been. Rectum. Wow. <clears throat> and, of course, that would make it kinky, I guess. A Stinky Pinky. Cute. I ever tell you about that kid, Alan Haberbush, that I was like in uh, school with? They always used to sit there and smell the back of his hand. I, I don't know what that was all about. Whole, every day during class, he would sit there and smell the back of his hand. Do you understand that? Maybe it smelled good. Oh, I guess. Maybe he put or something maybe, on. Maybe it smelled bad and he was a masochist. I don't know. Oh, there Alan Haberbush. TR says, just wanted to give my two cents. Your show is fantastic. I haven't stopped and will not stop listening. You're doing a hell of a job considering you're doing it with both hands tied behind your back. Oh, he gets it. Sometimes I wish you'd take the microphone and shove it up Joyce's Joyce dispenser. That being said, I love the Mad Dog, but the Levy show is actually pretty good. La Bastard. It's the kind of show that would sync up well with you only when Levy is on. It's not about sports. It's funny and it's dynamic with inside jokes that only the audience gets. Yeah, La Bastard's all they got. Between your show and Levy, I get some good entertainment. Maybe they'll wise up and... the. Uh, Someday, and let George do the two to four show, then my radio day would be great at work. I enjoy what you do and remain faithful to my needle god, TR. Thanks, TR. Excellent uh, job.
Matthews. Chris Matthews played hardball for 2009. I'll tell you what, I got fat over the break. I ate so much turkey when the doctor put his hand up my colon to do my exam. He pulled out stuffing. <laughs> I'm serious. There was actual breadcrumbs and chopped onion. Not that you care, but it's going to be a tough year for yours truly. I can't bitch, moan, whine, and complain anymore because my guy's in the White House. Maybe it's time for me to go after another group of people or get a hobby. I've always wanted a hobby. Maybe I'll learn to play the trumpet or the sousaphone. <laughs> Stop. I lost my mind for a minute. Nobody cool plays the sousaphone. It's impossible to look cool while you have that big donut around your head. Why do they always make the fat kid play the sousaphone? Anyway, let's get right to it. Play hardball. My first guest for 2009 is the president of the United States. I should say outgoing George Bush. How are you? <laughs> you have a crazy laugh. Anybody ever tell you that? <laughs> you make me nervous. Why are you looking at my zipper? Does it bother you having the last name Bush? Does it answer the question? Well. Go ahead. Go ahead. Time's up. Don't answer that question. My next guest on hardball. First episode, 2009. Oh, don't have another guest. Realize people don't like me anymore. Won't come on the program. <laughs> Gotta talk to non-issue people. Like congressmen from Maine. What the hell? Guess 2009 makes me the news anchor. Most likely to play the sousaphone. Hop up back for another year on MSNBC. Say Happy New Year. Oh, those are great. In spite of what that one uh, Kretsch said. Don't you love the uh, I like it. Chris Matthews one? I love them. 133 at QAM. We'll be doing the next break a little bit early, just alerting you because we got the race. 11 minutes yeah. to post time, so we're looking at about 144. We'll be all right. Mark, Mark Hine, who's always uh, caustic and hateful and uh, psychotic. I thought I blocked him. Maybe I did. Mark Hine, please stop your ice cream snobbery. Ice cream is ice cream. There's no difference in the many kinds, so please stop acting like there's uh, some complicated science behind it. No difference in the many brands, he says. It's all milk, sugar, and some kind of flavoring. You're out of touch with a common man. I guarantee if you were blindfolded, you couldn't tell if you were eating Ben & Jerry's or Edie's. Bologna or bologna. And Edie's is a great brand. Guess what? Edie's sucks. Maybe you don't like them because they cost half the price of Ben & Jerry's and they give you three times as much ice cream. So stop your ice cream elitism already. No, I will not. Here's a, This is Mark with the instructions. Life instructions. Spurlongs, Ronnie. Uh, everybody focusing in on number five clash of arms. That's Tim the one Salzman, I picked. His father, Even Tom money. Salzman, helping out down here in South Florida with the string. This Marylander bringing some bullets to the table. Yeah, this one is a pretty interesting story. The five clash of arms shows back-to-back -back bullet workouts. You see the one at uh, Gulfstream on January 3rd, 47 flat. Bullet also worked 47 flat back on December 17th. Bullet. Then he comes and <laughs> workouts. Oh. Preparation for his first start since he dueled and faded to finish third behind a pair of next out winners in that race. And the winner, top seed, came back and won the $65,000 inaugural up at Tampa Bay. So keeping company with some pretty nice horses, taking all. And up to 65, so that's about 420 thereabouts. But so I guess, uh, Vanessa, if we win, we're not going to win a whole lot. But, you know, winning 50, 60 bucks wouldn't be bad, would it? Right. Now let me ask you this. Go ahead. Uh, does she get the fifty bucks plus another? No, 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 no. What? No, I don't think so. What do you mean? You I'm don't just think talking so. up my ass here. You know what you're talking about. But I don't presume so. Well, of course it's she a does. Bet. It's like what you get when you put fifty bucks if down. If you on put a horse. fifty bucks down, yeah. And let's say the horse is two to one. You pay yes. six bucks. Okay. Yeah. You get. Two to one plus your two dollars right. back. Correct. So she'd get she'd get her fifty dollars right. back plus it, whatever. They, that, that's the way it works. Correct me if I'm wrong. You're I go, wrong. I go to the window and I buy a ticket for fifty dollars. Right. Now I don't have fifty dollars. I have a ticket. The horse wins. I go back to the window. I cash my ticket. Correct. Yeah. I get some money back. Right. She gets that. 
Exactly, and right, that's going to include well, the fifty bucks. There you go, then. How can you not get the fifty bucks back if yours won? I mean, you're just you talking more than, cock. All right, man. yeah, whatever. You I say. thought I taught you a little bit uh, mm-hmm. something about horse yeah. racing. In other words, if the horse is even money, which maybe it'll go off at that, and it pays in exactly four dollars, right? You get fifty bucks back plus another fifty bucks because it's even money. You get a hundred. However, you want to slice it. Seven to five, so it's like about four eighty, four sixty, four eighty. Taking all the heavy money, the five clash of arms. Of course, that doesn't mean it's going to win. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Here comes the bunny, and there goes your mm-hmm. money. And stop being such an ice cream snob. Yeah. No. No, I will not. I think we got a real good shot at that 500 on the pull for Fat, fat Chris, Tubby Chris, even though he doesn't want to post those uh, bedtime stories on the website. Lazy. 471 on the pull. We need 29 votes in 24 minutes. We can do it. There's the six, my daddy. will post parade now. Eight minutes to post time. Or as Fred Capicella would say, it is now post time. Remember Fred Capicella? He no. probably croaked before you were born. Number one is Scratch. Sayers is out. Two is eight to five. I'm, I'm at Wayne. Second choice. Five is three to two. That's five bucks. And the six is getting played now. Uh, my daddy seven to two. I, I hate that horse. So there's three horses, only five horses in there, and three of them getting bet pretty good. The two, the five, and now the two is the favorite, seven to five. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And we're eight to five. That's good. Keep the price going up because, you know, the more it goes up, the more money she's going to win. Vanessa. Now, did you right. see Vanessa's picture? Did she send a picture or something? No, like that? if she did, I didn't see it. Well, Josh Cordes probably uh, took it home. It's not a bad system. And that's probably why Vanessa got picked. The biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. It's Friday, you bastard. Forty-three, seventeen till two. Good timing, Neil, because it's like one minute to post a Gulfstream for the second race. Good luck, Vanessa. Good luck to me too. Here we go. They're at the gate. I'm at Wayne. 
You said even money? Oh, Amit Wayne, the two got bet down to the favorite even money. That's combo, bad. the next one. But at least the well, first one is the price. It's about 560. What? I said, I wish I could get this channel. We have ignition. Well, you can't. It's the I racing can't. channel. Waiting for Clash Canadian, of Arms. HPI. Player Interactive. We got the five Clash of Arms. Eight to five. My Daddy O coming up. Fifty bucks to win is 140. And they're all in line. Oh, wow. the three stumbled. Good. And the, and the five went combo to the looked unprepared for the start. Was three, off about, just about five lanes down. slow, and I'm at Wayne did not have a good start either. Clash of Arms and My Daddy O out for the lead. It's Clash of Arms to the front. On the outside, My Daddy O is second by another length and a half. I met Wayne is third, and it's two lengths back to We Have Ignition, and a long way back there to King Combo as they Three race to two, past the half mile pole. Five bucks. The opening quarter was 22 and four. It's Clash of Arms in front. My Daddy O to the outside, and I met Wayne moving three wide. The three of them across the track with three furlongs to go. Damn two now it's five or six oh, back no. to We Have Ignition, and way out of it here is King Combo. Coming to the quarter pole, Clash of Arms, still the leader, Looking three quarters good. of the length. I'm at Wayne, beginning to edge up closer now in second. My Daddy-O not going with them third, and then comes We Have Ignition, they're into the stretch, and Clash of Arms still holding off. I'm at oh, Wayne, here comes who's that still damn trying two. in second as they come down to the 16th what? pole. Clash it. of Arms, two lengths. Nice yeah, and now, I'm right. at Wayne is joined outside by We Have Ignition, who's making a late oh, run into second, coming. trying uh -oh. to catch Clash of Arms. Down to the wire. Five. Looked like Clash of Arms held on. You bet. Close. We Have Ignition was on. closing in. Then I'm at Wayne and My Daddy-O. What Nasty, you uh, asked Finley. Well, it's not official yet. I mean, five uh, held off the four, I believe. Well, we'll That's wait. What he called too. What? Nevertheless, good job. First try, first time out. Eight to five. It says on the board they were showing three to two during the race, but eight to five is about five sixty. Hundred and forty bucks for Vanessa, I believe. Once Sweet. it's official, huh? We'll see. Nice going, Neil. Where's the first email? Oh, geez, you know you picked a winner oh. finally. Because last week I was getting crap about. Oh, you can't even oh. pick a winner. Yeah, pick this. I just picked my nose these, big time. Uh, these people. You know, it's really easy to talk. How are they doing? Yeah, oh, yeah. What are they picking? Seeds from their butt? Yeah, boogers. From somebody else's, probably, is what I'm thinking. Dingleberries. Jimmy uh, Dworsky says, tell Mark to get the waffle cone out of his ass. There's more flavor in a pint of Ben and Jerry's than an entire truckload of Edie's. Of course, he's probably a poor schleffer who goes to Publix and gets the big drum of vanilla swirl for 89 cents. Hopefully, Mark works for Clear Channel or Circuit City, and it goes on and on and on. There's more flavor packed in the more expensive pints, and the big half gallons are 99% milk with three almonds and one chocolate chip thrown in. Tell Mark it's okay he's saving money on ice cream. Maybe he can use the extra cash on, on a new personality. Excellent job, Jimmy. When are they going to show us the official from uh, Gulfstream? Well, I'll, I'll keep my eye on the thing, on the crawl. Here's one from Jesus. He says, the idiot who wrote you regarding the difference in ice cream, obviously the moron has no taste. Considering the brand he likes, that's obvious. Like saying there's no difference between a steak from Steak and Ale and one from Morton's or Ruth Chris. Get a life, a-hole. Great show as always, both you and George. Thanks, Jesus. Jesus wow. Christ. When are we getting the official from uh, Gulfstream? Man, I'm, I'm blind. It's all you. What do you mean by that? I got no monitor that, uh, that you have. It looked, looked like the five. He pulled away in the mid-stretch and looked like he was going to win easy. And that four came flying. At the ass end. Is there a way to uh, see these kinds of things online? No. Well, I, I don't know. I go to uh, Gulfstream.com. I'm going there now. Google it. 
I mean, some tracks, you know, they, they stream online and you can watch the races live. I could watch the Gulf Stream. Oh, no. Gulf Stream, race one, winner of the six. Well, we don't care about race one. That's official. I mean, I'm sure the five won. I just I don't want to get Vanessa nervous, you know. And I also don't want to give her, give her false, false security. Right. We want to see it official, okay? Good ride by John Velasquez. Nice going, John, baby. He's good. Remember George Velasquez, his daddy? No. 100 years ago? He rode uh, Aladar against Stevie Cawthon and Affirmed. Those were, that was a great year. Boy, what a triple crown that was. Affirmed and Aladar. There's the uh, first race result from the fairgrounds. Any interest? No. Wow, look at this. Express bet anytime. I could play from right here. Yeah, there you go. Oh, I, I could be playing on, on the TV here on HBI if I sign up for an account, and I'd be broke in about two weeks. I watch the races. I enjoy them. There's no stress. There's no pressure. I make a mental pick. When I watch the races from the Meadowlands, I always uh, root for Brian Sears, good Fort Lauderdale boy, the best in the world. When I watch the races from uh, Windsor, I root for Brad Kramer, my favorite driver of all time, next to Francis O'Hare, old and ugly. Oh, geez, we don't believe that. Well, it's true. Let's see the official come up there from uh, Gulfstream for the second race. Boy, see, this is something that uh, our mavens, they should, have, uh, they should have somebody out there. You know what I'm saying? Somebody might be. One of our people ought to be out there. Steve might be, for all we know. Yeah. Is he calling? <laughs> no, he texted me earlier. He did? Yeah. And he was out at Gulfstream? He didn't say where he was. Oh, well, if he is, he ought to send you a text message and say it's official. The result is 5-4. And Vanessa won. Nice going, Neil. Or, well, I'll tell you, the four was coming like a freight train. And you keep thinking to yourself, come on with that wire already. Where's the, you know, and that crap in the shadow of the wire. Yeah, shadow my ass. I hate that. They just keep showing the first race result from Gulfstream, the four of the six. Fake Larry King says, where are they going to stick Anita Marks? Let me tell you, Larry. Rectum. That's where they can stick her. As if I would know. As if they would tell us anything. Do they tell us anything? Like when George get in that car that he needs so badly, so freaking desperately. <laughs> Here's one that says, oh, here we go. Here's a critique. I asked and I got. As a very long-time listener, I can tell you your edge was lost when you went to do your show from Toronto. Not immediately, of course, but gradually. This was most evident when you came back periodically to do your show from the studio. The show contrasted sharply with your Toronto shows. The audience loved to hear about your adventures in the WQM bathrooms, interaction with radio station staff in the hallway, driving down 441, etc., track stories in Panther games, local restaurants, etc., oh well. So the fact that I come down every couple of months for a few days and I have my adventures down there and talk about them, that's not enough. I have no, to be miserable. It's not, that's right. It's more than enough for me. Believe you me. It's more than enough. Now, are we doing four minutes in last break or are we going to have another five, one of those stunt breaks like we had on Monday and Tuesday? As far as I can see, it's four minutes. Thank God. Thank the Lord. I'm still waiting. Philadelphia Park, there's the uh, result of something. Third race, the third Boy, they sure take a long time on here to show you the damn result. And evidently nobody is texting you. Nobody is out there from our people. Not yet. Damn it. I'm saying 5-4. Okay. Well, the announcer called. He called the 5, too. And, I mean, the, the, the camera angle is it's on an angle. So it's, you're, not, you're not exactly right on a wire at Gulfstream. 
that the five was on the inside and a four didn't get there. That's what I'm saying. And these people are thinking, well, who the hell cares? We didn't have any money out. Well, Vanessa did, and she wants to get her. It's uh, official. It's be. Is it? Yes. There it is. Five dollars and thirty cents to win. That's pretty weak. Five thirty times fifty. Fifteen two hundred sixty-five. One hundred and thirty-two fifty for Vanessa. Better than poking the eye with a sharp stick. Nice going, Neil. How do you like that? Hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty-two. Take one of those and one of those, and maybe Vanessa will take you out for some Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Send a picture. She'll take it to the Hard Rock. They got a Ben and Jerry shop right there. Although we shouldn't be mentioning that now that we're promoting Gulfstream. Well, that's all right. They got a sense of humor. And then you go back to Gulfstream and plunge your guts out. That was an excellent choice by me. The good thing I went off that one who got scratched. So congratulations to Vanessa and the nice job, Neil. Miami Town at 560 WQAM. Don't like all the Harper. Don't, don't, Every time I see.